0: You are about to witness history in the making.
1: What's up, everyone? It's another Pop Culture Gamer podcast, and it's me, Hidden, and I'm here with Steve. Hi, Steve.
2: Ching-ching, I'm here. Can you hear the ice?
1: (laughs) Yes, we can hear the ice chinking away. God knows what this podcast is going to be like if he's on the gin.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, halfway through the first pint, so come on. The first pint, did you say? Yeah. Oh, Oh, God.
1: I, I fear for this podcast. Alright, so it's, well, what episode is it? We're on episode 15, so we're starting to rack up those numbers now. And it's the 8th of the 8th, oh sorry, 8th of the 7th, rather, not the 8th, I've made a mistake in the notes there. Obviously far too keen for the summer holidays to come. And it's an absolute scorcher of a day. Absolutely, we're sat here, we will be, well, full of sweat and probably stink to high heaven by the time the end of this show comes after three hours in a hot and sweaty, uh, hot and sweaty room. So let's move on. So, Steve, what have you been doing?
2: Well, so the heat wave hasn't helped, to be honest, um, because basically it's taken all my energy away.
0: Mm, I know that um, feeling.
2: Uh, with obviously with, with, with early starts at work and coming back, I just sort of nod off at, in the evenings. Um, but. I know this bit you won't enjoy, but let's quickly talk about football because this is why I'm chinking. Um, to see England have an impressive start um, with the knockout stages, and as of yesterday, we're now in the semi-final for Wednesday against Croatia. And um, football's coming home. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but for you, it's never been here, so but, you know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, this This is really, I mean, it, as we always say, we're either absolutely like exactly the same things or we are so far on opposite ends of the curve. <laughs> and when it comes to this, as far as I'm concerned, football can go in room 101.
2: Yeah, well... You'd be on your own, pal. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't, actually. I
1: think that there'll be a, quite a lot of people. Uh, maybe
2: one, I can think. of who we were chatting to last night, but hey-ho.
1: <laughs> yeah, you weren't winning that argument at all, were you? <laughs> uh, I
2: was so miserable. No, I wasn't actually miserable. I thought, well, so you too. You crack on. Yeah. Anyway.
1: And, and just for that, thanks, Alan. Appreciate your support there. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um, anyway, so what else? Well, yeah, so I ordered my T-shirts from loudshop.com.
1: Yeah, they look good.
2: Yeah, and that was, I thought, I've got like eight T-shirts now, um, so I haven't bought a T-shirt for donkeys. Mm. So so that grab bag, which was a tenner. Yeah, it's good value
1: and, for money, that, isn't it?
2: Yeah, four, four sci-fi T-shirts, ended up being three Star Wars and a Ready Player One T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, three Beetlejuice T-shirts, which come in a Beetlejuice coffin, the <laughs> <way to> cardboard. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was really quite <laughs> crazy. cool. was crazy. And obviously, I had to get the Flash T-shirt. That was only a fiver. Yeah. So, but I was just impressed with their service, to be honest.
1: Yeah, very prompt, weren't they? You said.
2: Yeah, yeah, really quick, considering um, from a turnaround from that from waiting for about over a month for my Jurassic Park um, vinyl of the soundtrack for the uh, the twenty fifth anniversary, um, which which turned up this week. But it's funny how the the um, the postal service over there get you worried. On the te on the emails, because it says it's shipped from here, it's shipped from there, it's on travel to there. I another text in the, this week saying at four thirty in the morning we tried to deliver it, and that was the last thing I'd heard
1: at four thirty in the morning.
2: yeah, I thought <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I think it normally goes to Langley from Heathrow, and then that then it's in the British Postal Service, but I'm assuming it has to sit in customs for a while, mm. which this time I got stung with, but I didn't get I got away with it last time. So, 19 quid for tax, but it's not a lot you can do about that. Why
1: 19 quid for tax?
2: Um, because it was over 15 quid's worth of um, a, a product. Forgetting what it is. But sort yeah, the,
1: the VAT, basically.
2: Sort of, yeah, but in, it's it's like, say, it's import tax into the country. Because mm. yeah. I bought it abroad, you know. But it's worth it anyway, it's really cool. Um, what else have I been doing? Oh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, hear this? Ching, ching. I picked up some ice cube sort of trays because I don't own it in the house. And in this weather, I think I just need some ice cubes. And I'd normally buy a bag of it in the local yep. co-op. And that costs, what well, quite a few quid these days just for just for the ice. So I bought one tray, which was six spheres. They're about the size of a golf ball. That was about, about five or four for one of those. And the other one I bought, um, which is made by Drinking Rocks, and they're based about... Oh, 30 30 miles away from here. Not even that, probably. Much less than that. And they normally do um, drinking rocks, as in the ones that are like silicon, that you can freeze and you can put them in your whiskey.
1: Yeah, and you just keep reusing them. Yeah,
2: but this one is um, ice cube moulds. And it comes with two ice cube moulds for two and a half centimetres. Yeah. So they're quite chunky. They're about, so, as I say, bigger than a golf ball, smaller than a tennis ball.
1: And the spheres. Yeah. So what they you are. mean
2: is you, you're dropping your chunky balls into your gin. Uh, I am, yeah, my <laughs> chunky balls. And I've just put there... I, I, my first test, it was under just over four hours, but um, I think it might need a bit longer in the in the freezer. Hmm. But yeah, they're pretty cool, actually. This is quite like them. You
1: can get ones that are uh, Death Stars and stuff like that as well, can't you? Have you seen those? Yeah,
2: yeah, you can. Um, there's all sorts out there if you just have a hunt on Amazon.
1: And the Millennium Falcon and all sorts of uh, stuff.
2: Yeah, but I, but to be honest, I thought I just get I get those ones. They're pretty cool, yeah. and these are only um, nine quid for the the um, drinking rocks ones. They're doing them as a special. Yeah, that's not too bad. And it um it was did it it went last night and typical Amazon. I'm in the garden this morning. And it turns up. The guy turns up in a car. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> you know, I'm just delivering these on its own. Oh, no, that's crazy. Mm. How does that work? You know. Yeah, but Amazon they do a good job of that, as we're much well aware. Well, I
1: don't know. I've I've had a bit of a to do with Amazon this week.
2: Oh really? What was wrong?
1: Well, I ordered um, a video for my son. It was a Dan TDM on tour video because he's you know he loves Dan TDM. Yeah. And uh, anyway, they said it's been dispatched. And then all of a sudden, yesterday, because it said it wasn't going to be delivered until Monday. Mm. So yesterday, <clears throat> pops through the letterbox an envelope and my wife comes over and gives me it and says, uh, what have you ordered? So, nothing. Nothing other than, you know, the Dan TDM thing. So I look at it and it's addressed to me. It's got Amazon on it. Yeah. I'm thinking, what on earth is this? So you open it up. It's a... A pack of 12 makeup brushes, you know, yeah. particularly, you know, eyeliner brushes and uh, have you got? Like you,
2: you, are you coming out or something? Uh, no,
1: to be honest, I might like the song I'm a Sweet Transvestite, but I'm not a <coughs> Transvestite. So I just sort of like, look, I thought, what on earth is this? So I thought, well, I, I don't know what's going on. So I get in contact with Amazon um, customer services. Hmm. Can I have your tracking number? Yep, here's a tracking number. No, that's not the tracking number. Well, it says tracking number. No, that's not the tracking number. Okay. Well, what about this number? Yes, that's a number. Yeah, so what? what is it? Well, um, I can't find that one. What's the, is there any other numbers? Yeah, there's this number. No, I can't find that one on our system. What product is it you've been sent again? And you go around in this circle yeah. for ages. And then eventually, she, this uh, woman on the other end of the phone, turns around and says, "Right, it's um, it's an unexpected gift, so don't worry about it. Uh, we won't say who it is because it's um, you know a gift, and we don't say who the gifts from." I said, "Well, mm. that's a stupid thing." And I said, "And also, it's not what's happened when I've been sent gifts by people through Amazon before." Mm. Well, I can't tell you who it's from. But I'll send you an email to confirm. So I said, right, fine. And literally two minutes after she'd sent me that email, my phone pinged and said, your Dan TDM DVD's arrived. So I thought, well, I never heard anyone come to the door. So I went downstairs, nothing there. And then I look on a Dan TDM order, because before it didn't have a tracking order on it. I looked Mm. on a Dan TDM order, and it's exactly the same tracking order as the number I gave the woman on amazon when i first phoned up and she said that wasn't the tracking number so then i phoned them up again and said what is going on i've been told this is a gift it's clearly not a gift you've obviously sent me the wrong thing mm. so and it turns out they had sent me the wrong thing and that the um first amazon helper that i'd had had been uh, blowing smoke up my pipe, as it were, um, because it was exactly the same tracking number. It says, yeah, it's obviously, it's a, it's a mistake by the driver. I said, well, it's not a mistake by the driver because the driver's just delivering a package. This is addressed to me. The driver's delivered it properly. It's actually, you've put the wrong thing in the envelope to send me. Mm. And because it was one of these things that was supplied by Amazon, but, but sold by, you know, a vendor of Amazon, they had to reimburse me the money for me to reorder it, rather than just send me out another one. What carry
2: on? <coughs> but can't, and then you could have just sent that package back with a with a label. Oh, they,
1: they said I could keep them because it's like a five ninety nine.
2: Oh, so it was just too. It was cheaper to leave them there than bring yeah. them back. yeah, <coughs> but mm.
1: you know, not that I've got anything. As it happens, there's a couple of nice soft brushes, so they'll actually do for cleaning my camera lens. <laughs> but other than that, you know, what a carry on! But also, just to just, it was sort of like so just of oh no, it's a, it's a gift, and it wasn't it was a mistake. Mm. Mm. <laughs> crazy, yeah, it is really crazy, and I've, I've never come across that before. I've I'm, I've never really had any problems. you know, overly with Amazon
2: before now, so you know, a couple of little things, but nothing. Well, I mean, uh I- I had, um, remember when I got my Predator album turned up? Yeah. And there was a scratch on it. All right, yeah. I phoned them up. They're one delivered the next day.
1: Yeah, they're, they're normally really, they're really
2: good. You know, he said, right, is it, we'll email you the label to send the other one back. You've got a month to do it. I said, yeah, find no probs. Mm. You know, so they're pretty cool about it. You know? Yeah. Other yeah. than that, though, what else have you been up to? Much more?
1: Anything? Oh, it's been one of those weeks where I've been... Busy doing nothing much, do you know what I mean? As the song goes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's because it's, <clears throat> for me, it's been a really busy week because both at work, in my main job, we've had mm. off, an Ofsted inspection going on. Oh, yeah. And my school's been Ofsted inspected as well, so I'm the chair of governors. So it's sort of like, every which way I've looked, I've been kind of like, you know, looking at Ofsted inspectors sort of thing. <laughs> you know one way well not that i've been de- with my way in work i uh dealt directly with the ofsted inspectors but sort of like gathering evidence and that but it was just sort of like oh, go away So i think and anybody who works for local government you know in children's service i'm sure will know how that feels mm. um and also, I've still got no news about when I'm changing roles as well and going over to the adult side.
2: Oh, haven't they given you a start date? Though? No, I'm
1: still waiting. Still waiting. <laughs> so, hopefully it won't be too long. Um, I went to see Jurassic World, the Fallen Kingdom this week. Yeah, I
2: saw I saw your tweet about it, Facebook or wherever it was. Yeah, kind of like, I was a little bit
1: inspired by the fact that we both started playing Jurassic World Evolution, to be honest. Which I have to admit I've not gone back to. Speak. Well,
2: speaking of gaming, as I say, it's been pretty poor for me to be honest. But yeah. I have been playing that, um, and yeah, I've, I've 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 actually moved on a little bit with it now, and it's interesting how I'm doing it. But yeah, well, that's something to talk about later.
1: Yeah, I want to get back to that, but anyway, I'll talk more about Jurassic World later on. I got also free tickets to go and see Madam Butterfly, so I'm on a live broadcast at the cinema. You know that that some cinemas tend to do these things of, you know, a live st- stage production. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got free, three uh, free tickets to go to uh, see Madam Butterfly.
2: Is that going to be your sort of thing?
1: Um, I'm getting all cultured, mate, in my old age. You know.
2: Well, see, I I like Madam Butterfly, funnily enough. Yeah. Um, I remember it. I remember it only because probably because of the movie. Um, it would have been Fatal Attraction. Yeah. When she was playing it, in in a in, in her in her apartment, um, and I remember it in that very well because she I think she was going to have tickets to see it with Michael Douglas and it kicked off didn't it? And it didn't go and yeah because she was a bit of a psycho wasn't she in that film? <laughs>
1: yeah, she was a little bit. But, but uh, no, yeah. I've, I've never seen it. To be honest, I've never been a big opera fan, so I'm I'm not sure how I'm going to take it. But uh, we can we can see, we can wait and see.
2: Well, you can always you can always yeah, just just go go for it and just you know try and embrace it. Yeah, you know, I know it might be difficult because opera isn't everyone's cup of tea.
1: Well, exactly. But to be honest, I got them free, so why oh, yeah. not? You know, exactly. Matt might as well. It's a night out for me and the missus. You know, cheap date sort of thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Other than that, gaming. I was doing a bit of reckoning this week about uh, how many games I've completed in 2018. <clears throat> yeah. Completed being a variation of either getting a platinum or a 1K mm. or at least completing the story because, you know, obviously you can't complete a game with a never-ending multiplayer. No, no. So, you know, to me, you complete one of those games when you've completed the story. And I've completed 31 games this year.
2: That's not fair, is it?
1: No. Um,
2: You've had more time gaming than I have, I think, to be honest. Well, to be honest, I I, I think I
1: just, whenever I've got spare time now, I just fill up my time with gaming. But I've done 10 PlayStation 4 or PSVR games, Mm. five of which have platinumed.
2: Are they just are they proper? Are they experienced sort of games? Are
1: they on the VR? um, I think only one was actually a a VR game. To be honest, yeah, okay. And then, uh, and actually, that was that was a story as well. So that was uh, you know the Batman game. So it was only like hour, hour and a half. Hmm. But I've also done 14 one k completions in that time as well.
2: Well, we are, believe it or not, we are halfway through the year. I know. I know. Is, which is horrifying, to be honest. So, at that
1: rate, then, I'm going to have 62 game completions by the end
2: of the year. Well, I think some of the games that be coming out at the tail end of the year are going to be sort of bigger games that are going to last a bit longer than most.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but you know me, yeah. I, I always play quite a, a large
2: range of games. Yeah, yeah, we know you're um, whoring of, of achievements, yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I've started doing it on trophies now as well because I oh, realise it's how God, low I've been down. Like? I know, <laughs> I know. What can you do? So anyway, so that's uh well that's pretty much my my week as well. Hmm. So shall we move on to gaming this week? No longer a dream, but a reality. Okay, so, gaming this week then. Um, We've well got a bit of uh, Star Wars Battlefront news for you, uh, actually. So, Because uh, I picked this up, actually, uh, on the PlayStation. So I've got it on Xbox and PlayStation now. Oh, okay. Um, because it was only a tenner in Tesco. I
2: don't, I don't actually own this, to be honest. Well,
1: I'll tell you what, it's, it's a tenner in Tesco at the moment across the country. Yeah. So it's well worth picking up on either Xbox or PlayStation.
2: Oh, because- if I see... It- if I see it while I'm out tomorrow, because I'm I'm a bit local for a day tomorrow, so I might have a little nose.
1: Yeah, well, I would definitely. To be honest, people have slated the the campaign, but I quite enjoyed it as a story because mm. the campaign you do actually come across like Luke and that in it, but you play the part of somebody who's an imperial, and it's that you're implementing the emperor's last command. Which, you know, uh, because you're part of Inferno Squad and, you know, it's basically about dismantling the Empire Hmm. and then going out, you know, out into uh, the unknown regions of the galaxy. And, uh, you know, it fits in, you know, it's proper canon story, as you would expect, you know. And it's really neat because there are some things that happen in the game that are actually directly referenced in The Last Jedi. So, for example, there's one mission where you come across Luke and even though that you're on opposite sides, you team up with him. Hmm. And he's after this compass, you know, this force compass, whatever it is. Yeah. And he gets it. And then in The Last Jedi, it's actually in his room. Oh, okay. On the movie. So it's it's just quite a nice little thing.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm a bit... Bit, I, I know, know,
1: you're a bit disillusioned it, with Star Wars, aren't I you?
2: I am, even in the gaming side of things. It's just, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, I need to something different in sci-fi. To, <laughs> it to does probably... look
1: gorgeous as well, but, you know, it, I mean, the space battles are really good. Yeah. But, you know, it it's more battlefront, and we wanted better, you know, a, a, a more longer story, you know, something mm. more akin to... You know this this Star Wars games of old pre well, you know the the, the original PC sort of games like you know uh, Dark Forces and stuff like that. Want well, something like that but on the modern day consoles, mm. I think just to bring that life back to it. But anyway, back to the news, because that was a a little bit of a detour there. Star Wars Battlefront is getting several updates this year, and EA has unveiled a roadmap that details uh, what players can uh, see and when in the new content. And the first update is out now, and it's free. Which... Yeah, giving away free stuff, that doesn't happen very
2: often, does it? <coughs> no, they're on recompense, I think. They're still trying to... Um...
1: I, I think they're desperately trying to hold on to it as a franchise because I think that Disney want to whip it away from them, to be honest. Well, After all they... of the fiasco with this game. Yeah. But anyway, the new content includes a new superhero starfighter mode. Hero starfighter is a new mode that pits two teams of four against one another Every player spawns as one of the hero ships for their side and when a player is killed they can no longer pilot a hero ship and have to spawn as a standard fighter or interceptor or bomber. Hmm. um the standard ships have unlimited lives and teams win uh rounds when all the opposing heroes uh, ships are destroyed and the game goes to whichever team wins three out of five rounds and this new mode will also offer a swift way for players to level up any of their hero ships as well so some pretty good points there hero characters that use lightsabers can now uh turn their weapon on and block uh blaster bolts uh, with a lightsaber but that will now consume stamina yeah ewok hunt is back for a few tweaks to gameplay there's a jetpack cargo is now available on the uh, great temple of yavin 4 map and extraction is once again available as an operation but only for the month of july so a few different changes but obviously there's going to be a lot more in that roadmap so uh, it might be worth I think it is worth picking this game up for a tenner because for that amount of money, it's really cheap. Yeah. Um, You know, and like I said, that's just in any Tesco right across the country to get that at the moment. (coughs) Mm. So do you want to do the new releases?
2: Yeah, I was just looking at movie news actually, which I'll just leave to one side. Um, I scroll back. I'm up. Glad he
1: was paying attention to what I was saying. Folks.
2: Oh, absolutely! Just, <laughs> no, I do two things at once, mate. You know me. Why, Star yeah, Wars woman. these days. Yeah, Star Wars makes me fall asleep at the minute. My, no,
1: my, my wife always turns round to me and says, "You know, men can't do what what uh, women can do." And so what's that? I said, multitasking? And I said, "Yes, we can. We can stand up and we can pee, and sometimes we can aim in the right direction as well."
2: Yeah, so and contro- and, and hold a controller at the same time yeah. Anyway <laughs> So new releases So on the 10th of the 7th we've got a couple here We've got Bomber Crew Which is on Which is digital at the moment That's PS4, Xbox One and Switch Yeah. Also we have Shining Resonance Reframe On PS4, Xbox One and Switch From the thir- On the 13th of the 7th We've got All Star Fruit Racing PlayStation 4 and the Switch We have Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker, Switch and 3DS for Nintendo. Uh, We have Earthfall, PS4, Xbox One and PC. Hero Defense, PlayStation 4. Hotel Transylvania 3, Monsters Overboard, that's on PS4, Xbox One and Switch. Lego The Incredibles, that is PS4, Xbox One and Switch. And Octopath Traveler on the Switch. Not a lot there that I'm interested in. I mean, maybe Lego. I haven't played a Lego game for a while.
1: Funnily enough, I'd actually picked up Lego Jurassic World this week.
2: Oh, did you really? I did. Yeah, <laughs>
1: I've gone completely Jurassic Park crazy this it's week.
2: It's funny. I just I mean, I'll just bring this in um, anyway, just because it's it, it's to do with the Incredibles. But I I, I really want to watch that movie. I think I think I I'd love the first one.
1: Yeah. I did as well. I I, it's a I long time since the that one, though.
2: It is, and it, I think Pixar movies have changed a bit over since the time of the, of the Incredibles, and we had, um, you know, the Toy Stories and all that that came out before Pixar was bought by Disney. Mm. But it's quite incredible to hear that the um, the box office um, has made five hundred million in, in in the domestic. You know, for the, in in America, yeah, actually, it's just you can't imagine how much money they're making. Just, just imagine is,
1: what you actually want to do is the NHS to buy Pixar, and then yeah. it could be just self funding by releasing movies. <laughs> 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 no need for insurance or anything like that. Just no, release no. another movie that that'll run a couple of hospitals for a good few months.
2: And say, and actually, said about hospitals. Um, they were, I saw a great photograph today. Of Gal She dressed up in a Wonder Woman outfit to visit some sick kids in hospital. Yeah. Bless her. I thought that was nice. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, she she was, actually. (laughs) Do you want to do the charts?
1: Yeah, I'll do the charts. So, in at number five, I can't actually see it because it's gone all funny on the screen.
2: Well, who put that in there? Oh, no, so
1: that was me, yeah. So, number five is God of War. Number four is Mario Tennis Aces. Number three is FIFA. Number two, new entry is the Crew Two, mm-hmm. and number one is Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy.
2: Is that for any particular? Is that just because it's on the Xbox now, or
1: I think it's on uh, all the main formats, it, isn't it? it?
2: Well, I think it's. Only, I think uh, it came to PlayStation first, didn't it? And it's just been released on the Xbox, possibly.
1: Oh, another exclusive that's managed to make its way over, is it? Yes,
2: it is. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's amazing how many exclusives that PlayStation advertise that are actually timed exclusives, but they forget yeah. the word timed.
2: They keep that quiet underneath. Yeah, al- l- at
1: least Microsoft do say, oh, it's Tomb Raider, it's a timed exclusive.
2: <laughs> anyway,
1: because, uh, yeah, it's uh, out on the Switch as well, isn't it? The Crash Bandicoot game.
2: Oh, it I'd probably work well on there. Yeah,
1: PlayStation 4, Switch, um, Xbox One, Windows. Yeah.
2: So phone, <laughs> probably.
1: Yeah, probably on a Casio watch as well. Because let's face yeah. it, the games are that old that they could probably run on one. So, yeah, absolutely. I must admit, I've never been a big Crash fan, to be honest.
2: I I, I did have it. I did have um, a few of those on uh, on the on the PlayStation One at the time. Yeah, yeah. Played it to death. And opened up all the all the uh, tournaments. Found every shortcut. Yeah, I loved it.
1: Yeah, no, not. Well, i have never really been that big on platformers, to mm. be honest.
2: Well, being, but being that, being the, the ones I, I, the one I played most was Crash. Um, two, is it Crash Team Racing? Yeah, which is quite cool because that was obviously a take on Mario in a way. But uh, yeah, mm. very good.
1: <clears throat> so let's talk about games we've played. So. Tell us what you've done on Jurassic Park Evolution, because well, I, I, I wouldn't know about has, this. Yeah, to be that's, honest, that's
2: gaming finished. <laughs> yeah. So what I did was I, I started the second island, which is uh, Matura. Yeah. And with this, you it's it's got heavy storms all the time. So it starts off where you've got one set of rangers who's got to fix all the the buildings. Now the on the. The, the the back end of this is that you don't have the money you've got from the first island. Why? Don't know. You don't. You start with your standard. Okay. So the money the money you have earned, like I think I've earned 100 million so far at the moment. I've, I've used a fair bit of that just recently, but that sits on that island. Right. So starting off this island and keeping it sweet, and then every time we, what you do have, you have another building which is looking for storms. So as soon as the storms kick off, you got you got to send everyone into the uh, into the underground uh, facilities to keep everyone safe.
1: So do you have like sirens and stuff like that too? Well,
2: yeah. But did you ever did you have ever have the uh, the facility on the first island? Did you ever use it? No, because what you do is you, can, you you highlight it, and you can you can either click for one or for all, and then and all the sirens go off, and then all members of the, the park will run towards the nearest one. Right. Okay. And they'll go underground. Right, and they will stay there until you say the warning's all clear. So, but what what was interesting was that, as you know, that I researched everything I could on the first island. Yeah, but this island gave me more to research around the world again.
1: Yeah, because I think uh, to unlock some of them, you have to have more crews of surveyors, don't you? Yeah, so, well,
2: I haven't got that at the minute. But <clears throat> when I I started making the facilities on this New Island giving it a research station and everything else so you can get them to go and do the fossil hunting that you've done in the first one mm-hmm. so what we're doing it was bringing me more stuff back I was making different dinosaurs so for example um, I did the how do you say this with dinosaurs they're terrible isn't it um, Diliposaurus yeah and if you do do you remember the one that's, that squirts out a paste in the prey's eyes in the Jurassic Park movie yeah you know, on that big, i the big guy that was trying to get away on the, yeah. trying to leave the island. Yeah, I remember the ones. So, so I've got three of those now, and they all sound so cute until they open their their, their sort of their gills, don't they? And they have got these like flaps of skin. Yeah. And these just start being and hissing and all that. And they're pretty cool. Yeah. So what's happening is I'm 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 doing the research on that island, and what I'm then doing, I'm going back to my first island. Uh huh. And putting them in the park there. Cool. And because of because now before I I got to a point where I couldn't research anything um, regarding buildings, um, science, and security at the time. I'd gone as far as I could. I've actually opened up more buildings, and I've actually got the monorail working. And I've I've rigged that up on the first island. Oh, very that good. Goes, and that goes all the way around. You can't ride it. I thought you might be able to, like you can do with the helicopter and and the rangers, but you can't, unfortunately. I thought you could. <laughs>
1: I have to admit, I do wonder if they'll ever patch this, or rather not patch it, but um, do a DLC on it so that you get different things.
2: Yeah, Well, you see. What I need to do is because I've had a few, I've had a few parts of the fence go down, and with those other dinosaurs, they've been eating my my, they've been eating my members of uh, members of public. <laughs> so...
1: Yeah, well, that was one of the missions, wasn't it? Was to last two minutes without oh, God, anybody that being a... eaten.
2: Yeah, that I, that was a doddle, that one, because at the time I was fully strength up and I wasn't actually losing anyone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm actually... Man- the idea, I'm managing the first park more than the second one, but I'm using the second one for just purely research.
1: So do you have to keep flicking between them? You
2: can do, yeah, yeah.
1: So it's not a matter of once you've done with one park, that's it?
2: No, because you go back and carry on with it. Right. And hence the idea was that I got the monorail working... Uh, I built another hotel i've got i've got more more of the underground um places to hide yeah if they if they run amok, as well I think i've got i've got scattered about five now around the island so depending on wherever you are, you can get to one pretty quickly. Did you see us
1: unlock the third island
2: um i have unlocked i've unlocked the biggest island
1: and that one yeah have like unlimited money or something
2: yeah yeah, that's just a sandbox right. For fun But I haven't really I thought I'd carry on I want to I want to research And get that T-Rex going As soon as possible Oh definitely That'd be fun And uh, probably use Because I think it'd be cool Once you've opened up A lot of it To go to that other sandbox And Just build one To suit yourself You know Have a real good time with On that other island Which is unlimited money Yeah Which is a nice way Of doing it So it's great I'm loving it I just Can't get enough of that game To be honest Good chill you out know, game. It is. I mean, I've, I've been playing a bit of Destiny and I was on last night with, uh, with Nicky. I started the DLC with him on the, on the Osiris DLC. So we had a bit of a bit go like oh, that. You should have given
1: us a call. I would have uh, come on.
2: He did. He did. And you said you ignored him. <laughs> I, never, I never saw his <laughs> no, we, message. We we was on till, what, one in the morning? <laughs>
1: I, n- I never saw his message at all. So well, sorry, Nicky. Different? I just oh, never okay. actually saw it.
2: And it's and I we don't we don't normally do birthday shout outs, but it is his birthday today as well. So. Oh,
1: happy birthday, mate.
2: So yeah, so but yeah that was quite good so we did that. Um, on the PlayStation front, I've progressed a bit further with um, Detroit Become Human.
1: About time?
2: Uh yeah, as I say it's I am savouring every mission to be honest. Mm. Um, how, where did I get to now? I'm trying to think now where I got to. Um so yeah, so I got out of the house with um with Kara. She had a haircut. Yep.
1: Yeah, so have you but, got to the fairground yet?
2: No. Not there yet. No,
1: okay. Have you got but, to the house where you well, go any, for
2: help? Um where Kara no, goes I, for help. I've only I was only been at the house that we stayed overnight and then she had to find some new clothes because yeah. at the same time we had the characters coming in the other the other uh, the cop character. Yeah. Came to the house, so Come. I had, she, yeah. So we had him looking around. Where I'm thinking, where is she? <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, that, she that was hitting. actually
1: quite good fun because you had to duck and dive all of the cops, didn't you? Yeah, and that. to be
2: honest, uh, I got the way that story ended there. That part of it that she stayed out of sight and out of mind for me. Yeah,
1: minded as well.
2: And uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's a great game. I mean, as I say, you're going to be chatting about.
1: Oh, so, uh, actually, so did you get right the way through without being spotted? Yeah. Oh, I got. I was just about to go around the corner and there was a cop who I didn't see. Yeah. And then I started getting chased and I got chased <gasps> over the road.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> By Connor as well. Oh, and, really? And you went we from start? one character to another. As How well, so that, that that was really really funny because you you were running as Kara, and then mm. you made the choice to either stay off the motorway or go onto the motorway with the child, yeah. Uh, and I went onto the motorway, and uh, then you went to be Connor, and then you had to decide whether or not to follow them or not. So mm. I did.
2: <laughs> ah, it's interesting
1: then. Yeah. So there's obviously there's so many different ways this story goes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. If we segue into yours in, so you started Beyond Two Souls, which I do own.
1: Yes. Well, I carried on, I should say, rather than started.
2: Oh, so you had your game saved. Yeah,
1: because I played this on the PS3 years ago and completed it. Hmm. Um, and then uh, I bought it on the PS4. Yeah. Because obviously it's the remaster sort of thing. Hmm. And I only played a little bit of it. But if you remember, um, the original... Well, you wouldn't have played the original game, but the original game was a bit jumping all over the place in terms of time for your main character. Because the story is is that your your character is bound to an entity who can start to behave in ways that you don't particularly want, as it were. Mm. Okay. And... You know, she's having medical experiments and whatever. Um, you know, done with this. You know, she's been looked after by William Defoe as well, because uh, oh, okay. he stars in this. Yeah, and it it basically it goes it, the story went all over the place. Now, I've only seen the
2: first two minutes of this. To be honest, so yeah. I actually started it and just had a little look.
1: Yeah, well, you want to have a more of a look, but finish Detroit first now.
2: Oh no, I won't touch it until um. So I've got heavy rain as well, so I've got both of those.
1: Yeah, well, to be honest, it doesn't matter which one of them that you know. Just just do one and then go to the other ones. Um, but I, I quite liked Beyond two souls, mm. and it, it the original wasn't in chronological order. When I did the remaster, what they gave you was the option to actually play the game in chronolo- chronological order rather than as it was originally released now personally yeah, right. i was quite happy with jumping back and forward you know but i know that some people maybe struggled with you know the, that trying to keep the causality in terms of you know what events happened in what order well but
2: well, that's like i mean that's like when you watch the movie highlander that does that doesn't it It jumps around different time frames
1: yeah exactly i mean personally i, I never had a problem with that sort of like jumping about you know, you can follow the story easy enough. And also, what was it? Memento as well. Right. You know, if you remember that film, mm. that was all jumping back and forth, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I, don't, I think, um, yeah, some people just don't can't cope with it, to be honest. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, we get a lot of that more in TV shows as well these days. Look at Arrow, for example.
1: Yeah. And yeah. that
2: jumps around from the island to what happened after that, to what was going on at the real, you know, in the real time frame.
1: Well, it's quite a good way of actually giving the story because let's face it. I mean, you know, we grew up with the going through a new hope, or as it was then, Star Wars when it was first released. Oh yeah, that, and then uh, the Empire oh, yeah. Strikes Back, and then Jedi, and then the prequels. Whereas yeah. kids nowadays generally start with a menace and work their way up. So that whole big reveal of no. I am your father is absolutely ruined. You know, I I remember, you know, I remember watching that as a kid and going, Oh my God, Luke's dad's the most evil man in the universe and being absolutely blown away by it because, you know, it was, you'd never seen anything like that in film before. And I saved that for my son. I protected him from knowing who Anakin was. I wouldn't let him watch the prequels until he'd seen the sequels. And Mm. I sat him on my knee and I just watched his face as that, as he had that same realization that I did. And it was absolutely beautiful to watch, you know, because yeah. I wanted to give him, give him that moment, you know, because he loved the film so much and he loved the characters. And I just wanted him to experience what I'd experienced. Yeah. And it was great watching it as a parent. And, mm. you know, so that, that whole flashing back and forth, you know, when you go back to the prequels, I don't see what the problem is, but some people struggle. Yeah. Anyway, you can choose it in whichever way that you want to play it. And, uh, it's basically more of what, uh, Detroit Become Human is, but obviously it's a not as polished engine. Um, mm. you know, th- things like rather than show you on everything, and I can't say exactly what you've got to do, what button you've got to press, or whatever. Sometimes you just push in the general direction of where a dot is, and then it'll initiate the same sort of uh, th- you know uh action that you would do if you'd have pressed an X or pressed up or whatever it is that you would have done um but mm-hmm. it still looks an absolutely beautiful game, well worth playing really, really fantastic story. Uh, in it as well, so I would recommend it to to anyone who likes that sort of interactive drama kind of want of a better word game. But the more to me, the the, the more interactive movies rather than they are games like Detroit Most Human. Yeah, you know, yeah. and like Telltale games as well. You know, with uh, the Walking Dead. Um,
2: I know what you mean, but I think they're more than that. Just I think they're a bit more than Telltale games. Are, the They honest. are
1: more. But, I mean, Telltale is supposed to be up in their engine after the next Walking Dead game. So let's yeah, hope that right. they produce something that's as good quality as this and then we're going to have some fantastic interactive... Yeah,
2: cause I just I just love the, I love the idea of the story and how you can get involved with yeah. it. That's where, really what, what it does for me, personally. Yeah. Um, and that's what I always look forward to in some of those sort of games because I just like a great story that you get riveted by, as if it was a movie, and you're just totally involved in, in you know, inv- you know, involved. Yeah, in it.
1: well, I mean, with Detroit Most Human, you know, I was like, the more I played it, the more I wanted to play it, mm. and I ended up playing it and playing it and playing it so quickly. Kind of like when I got to the end of it, I thought, I oh, really wish I'd not done that as fast. It's, it's it's funny, isn't it? The more you enjoy something, the more you try to d- do it, it's and then du- you wish
2: it's it's, it's a double edged sword, it is. isn't it? I mean, I'm t- all right. I'm because of the way it is at I the minute. Mean, I'm just taking my time, but it's like watching an episode. Um, all right, you what you're doing is you're sort of binging it yeah. a bit, but I'm just doing a chapter at a time, as if it's a little episode each time I'm watching it. You know? Yeah, I
1: mean, the way that I would liken it is, you know, to someone who has watched Game of Thrones from season one on a weekly basis to me Mm. coming in at just before the beginning of season eight and binge watching everything right up until the latest episode. Mm. And it's a totally different experience, even though you're experiencing the same thing. And I I, I, I don't know whether or not you actually get cope with the fact that you've actually um, gone through Oh, you know the whole thing, and then it suddenly leaves this void. You know, if <coughs> if you've watched it as episodically, I think yeah, you're probably yeah. more paced with it, aren't you?
2: That's true. Yeah, it's just just the way it is. Yeah, but we, it?
1: we 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 live in a society nowadays where everybody wants everything today. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah, so come on, next season of Game of Thrones, please.
2: Oh, sorry. Where are we going? Come
1: on, Game of Thrones, it's coming home.
2: (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, what's Hitman Go like? Hitman Go. Okay, (laughs) so
1: um, I picked this up on uh, the PlayStation. And uh, it's on, well, just about every format going, I think. Um, But basically, it's uh, quite a simple uh, sort of puzzle game. So it's as a turn-by-turn sort of movement and you are given a grid where you have optional objectives um, and then you have to escape the level. So, for example, one objective might just be to get to the exit. But Hmm. you might also have an objective to get to the exit within a certain number of turns. Or you might have an objective of Get in the briefcase and get into the exit, or it might be kill someone and then get to the exit. Okay, and there's you have three effective uh, things that you have to do on each level, yeah. So, one might be get to the exit without killing anyone, as you know, just as an example, and yeah. sometimes you can do all three all at once. So, you know, uh, some of the earlier levels, it's like, get the briefcase, complete the level in under 12 moves and don't kill anyone. So you can do that. But then it gets Mm. more and more complicated. And and what happens is, on this board, there are different characters. And some of them just turn round on the the, uh, spot that they're on. And if you move into the spot as they turn round, they'll come onto your spot and stab you. Other ones run up and down and uh, if they catch you uh, you know if you both land on the same spot then they'll kill you and then there are you know other characters that do different things as well some just stand still and if you walk into their line of view which is one square forward in front of your direction of where they're looking at then you will uh, get killed that way as well. But there are also things that you can also do you can put on uh, certain squares have, for example, maybe an outfit so that if you are uh, if you put on a blue coat, anybody who's wearing a blue coat won't recognize you. But yellow coats will. Um, or there are things where you can throw a stone to attract the moving characters to go and move to the location of where you threw the stone.
0: Hmm.
1: And you know different things like that, and trapdoors, so that you can go down a trapdoor at one point and appear at a different place in the map or at another trapdoor. So it becomes quite intricate to actually complete a level, and there are absolutely loads of levels as well. I think there's about seven chapters, six or seven chapters, each one with about fifteen levels in. So it takes quite a lot of doing. I'm about near the end of the second chapter. But mm. what I'm doing is I'm only progressing as I complete each level 100%. So, you know, if I I complete all of the objectives in that level, then move on to the next one. But uh, it's quite an interesting game. It's available on iOS. It's available on Xbox. It's available on PlayStation. It's available on PC. If you like puzzle games, you know, because it's presented <coughs> to you as well like a board game. Uh, So it it is quite interesting, but you know you do one move and then everything else moves. Yeah, I
2: I didn't. I when I saw this, I just just didn't float my boat to be honest.
1: I I quite like puzzle games. I quite like the. Oh, don't get me. I
2: I do, but I just thought this was just a bit. uh, I
1: don't know. Well, maybe not for everyone, but it's it's an interesting Mm. uh, sort of little game. I've played it before. Another, you know, on the iOS, and that worked fine as well. But I didn't complete it that far. Uh, on there, to be honest, it was one of those ones because I think it was only a couple of quid at the most on uh, on the iOS um, yeah. you know app. So I don't know if, if you like puzzle games, it's worth a look. If it doesn't float your boat, then it, you know if it, puzzle games don't float your boat, you won't be interested in this at all. So steer clear. Mm. My next one is called Planet Base. Now because we played Jurassic Park. I thought, I'm enjoying this, but I also want to play something a bit more sci fi And I came across this, uh, I think it's about £16. uh, Or you can get it often on on sale as well. I've seen it on sale as well. Uh, But basically, it's a strategy sim where you land on a planet and then you have to build sort of jurassic park sim city sort of style your base so for example you have to buy uh, build um a source of power to power your buildings you have to build mm. an airlock you have to build a water reclamation unit to create oxygen you have to create a dormitory you have to create uh Meal areas, you have to create science labs where you can grow food and also can replenish some of your oxygen. You have to build mines to get more resources, to build more things. You have to build storage because if you build solar power, then you won't have any power during an evening, you know, when the sun goes down, so it's quite... Quite involved, and you have to keep your characters alive at the same time as well. So it's an yeah. interesting sort of uh, take, but it's harder than uh, Jurassic World is. You know, it, there's okay. more Jeopardy he,
2: in it, basically. Mm. Because there's another game, isn't there, which is based on Mars. Yes, isn't
1: it? I was looking at that as well. I quite fancy that, but that's about £35 at the moment. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, is it? Ooh, Surviving Mars, it's called. That's yeah. it, yeah. It looks really good, does that, because there you build domes and things like that. But on on this mm. one, this is you build lots of individual sort of plots, but they also have to link in with each other, and some ones will be a dead end, like a dormitory will be a dead end. So you don't stick that somewhere where you want to link off to somewhere else, as it were. So yeah, there's lots to build on um, on Planet Base. And it's a nice looking game as well. Surprisingly enough, it's a really, really small download. It's only about 600 meg. I was really quite surprised at that, to be honest. So
2: that's why it's cheap as well, is it?
1: (laughs) Well, just because it's 600 meg doesn't mean it's not a good game. Mm. You know, It just means that there's not overly buffed with... Loads of uh, extra uh, FMV and whatever, you know, yeah, video yeah. that's been stick- stuck in it because that's generally what the cause for uh, a lot of the, uh, the stuff is, isn't it? For mm. inflating the size of a of a game. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's enjoyable and more challenging, um, to be honest, because if you do it wrong, your whole crew dies And I actually got into a a point where I was constantly running out of power and I thought, right, okay, I'll build a weather, you know, a a windmill because I was running out of power during during a night and I prioritized it as something to build. But the robot that builds it for you Mm. had malfunctioned and was basically scrapped. And even though I'd got it prioritised, everybody was just going to picking tomato plants. <laughs> so I ended up they all they all uh, ended up dying mm. because nobody thought, oh, he wants a windmill being done so we have power in the night so that we don't suffocate,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> which was uh, quite amusing. But uh, anyway, that's uh, that's what happened uh, with that. So yeah, it's. Uh, I I think that Jurassic World is good because it's really chilled out, but there isn't... I don't feel like I've ever felt this real jeopardy in the game. I feel feel like if I got to a point, I could start to bring it back. But there is definitely, on this game, once you hit over that threshold, Mm. you know you're going (laughs) to (laughs) die. So, yeah, but I enjoyed it. Um, I've been enjoying playing that. The next one I've been playing is part of Game Pass, and although I've had this on disc for uh, quite some time, is uh, Super Lucky's Tail.
2: Yeah, I've S- played a bit of that myself, actually.
1: Yeah, so the char- main character Tail—it uh, looks like Tails from Sonic, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, you very true.
1: Yeah, although he's called Lucky.
2: <laughs> well, he's got to give a different name. he would obviously you'd be, you'd be suing him, wouldn't
1: they? <laughs> yeah. Plus, he's only also only got one tail rather than two. <laughs> yeah. Uh But it's uh it's an unusual sort of platformer actually because i normally don't really go for platformers that much but th- some of this is a bit of puzzle solving did you find that on the levels that you played
2: yeah cuz you had you have to go to do a certain thing to something to come out of nowhere that would give you a key to go somewhere else yeah actually, stuff like that um but there'd be times where you're on a level which is a bit more time you got you got to do it a certain way to get it right and if you don't you fail and then you go back and start again and yeah you know old school style, you know but it's yeah. all right it's okay it's I'm glad I wouldn't buy it if you know what I mean i did buy it originally but yeah
1: it's uh, going for trade is that mm. but it's it's worth it if you like platformers it's quite an enjoyable it's an easy game it's a good one for kids as well yeah Because it's quite cutesy, isn't it? But uh, not really much more to say about that. Mm. Um, My last game this week is The Journey Down Chapter 1. So this is a three-part game, all of which are out now. Mm. And it's a point-and-click adventure. Um, Nice bit of humour in a game, a la sort of, um, you know, the uh, old sort of LucasArts point and click games and it looks okay as well you know it's obviously all 2d you know sort of like hand-drawn uh, images um it's nothing out of this world about this game but it's got a decent enough sort of story but it's got some very cryptic kind of um you know kind of puzzles a bit like monkey island did with a sort of, not quite as good, but a similar sort of sense of humour in some places as well. Uh, and you just do the normal sort of stuff that you would do with a point and click. So, for example, you you know, you know would combine two objects to make a third, which you would then use to complete a puzzle uh, and that sort of thing. It looks okay. Um, it plays all right. The whole game, I would say, probably take about three hours to complete okay. as a point and click. Mm-hmm. Um, if, presuming that you don't use a guide, I'm quite sure if you use a guide, probably do it in about an hour. Um, but, but like I said, there's a lot of things where you've got to go back and forth. So, you know, for example, there's one bit where you've got to, um, create some food and you've got to go to several different locations, uh, for this, you've got to go and catch a fish. You've got to go and season it. You've got to go and do other stuff and, you know, all of all this, that and the other uh, in order to be able to get past these doormen. Then you've got to, uh, from there, create some sushi, which every time you walk into a room, one guy stops you until you actually do something to the sushi that then makes you say, oh, I don't want that. And then you take it to someone else who's stopping you from progressing further and then he'll eat right. it while you escape and stuff like that. So it's a sort of, you know, your bog standard sort of puzzles, really. Yeah. Okay, But if you you like point and clicks, because they seem to have made a bit of a revival, really, don't they? I think a a lot of the indie sort of, um, you know, producers have actually gone down this line of doing uh, point and click games. Mm. And I quite like them for the stories, to be honest. They're enjoyable. So I'm going to play chapters two and three at some point in this, I think. Okay. So... I'll let you know if they're any better. Yeah.
2: Before before we move on, that's something I forgot to mention, actually, being we're on the gaming side of things, quickly. Yeah. What's your thought on the new Xbox reward scheme?
1: I don't know. It hasn't really been going long enough for me to really have a go, although I'm level two on it.
2: Yeah, me. I think I'm something like that. And obviously, I think the...
1: you, there's only two levels, isn't there? Level one and level two. And you get you earn three times as many rewards... If you are level two, yeah, but you and, have to earn at least a thousand points every month.
2: Yeah, because there's obviously some little quests you can do to pick up extra extra points, like doing a a uh, what do we call it? Oh, uh, Bing
1: searches and stuff like yeah, that. yeah, and,
2: and surveys and, and 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 I mean, I mean, I know it's it's not a lot, but it's you know if you if you let them build up, I mean, I think it was something like six thousand points would get you. A game or something like that, wouldn't it?
1: No, it get you a month of Game Pass,
2: wasn't it? I thought, I thought, I thought. Well, not that Super Lucky Tales is ideal, but that was six thousand points for that. I think I might be wrong.
1: I've not seen any games being advertised. Yeah,
2: there on was, that. and also there was the Pirate one as well. You know, the one that was um, on Game Pass.
1: Oh, the the Microsoft exclusive one.
2: Yeah, and then there were some competitions you could enter using like a hundred points and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and it's like sweepstakes and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's all right. I, I think I need to see it develop a little bit. I mean, it's certainly, to be honest, the old, you know, Xbox rewards uh, scheme, mm. I don't think I really ever got very much out of it. You know, it's like every six months, I got like £2.50 or £5 or something on my account.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think recently, the last time I looked, I had, I had like 12 quid in it. Yeah. So that was handy because that made a, 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 a major game that was fifty quid was forty quid, which was doable, you know. Yeah, I think that was for Jurassic Park. I did that, so yeah. It's it. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it progresses. At the moment, it's not. I suppose it's in its early stages.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Um, I can't say more than anything else what it is or what it isn't. But we just have to see how it progresses, I, I assume Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, looking at it I've got, like, nearly 15,000 points in there
2: Yeah, I don't know what I've got at the moment, actually I'm not too sure But, so, but, but yeah. there's
1: different things you can do every day oh, oh, if you buy Surviving Mars Before the 15th of July You earn 4,000 points
0: mm.
2: So, I mean, actually what we, if, if you can start to extend your Xbox Live account with it Yeah that's probably worth doing. I mean, all right, mine's, enough, mine's got a year to go yet. <laughs> I, I bought some decent deals. Uh, so it's got another year until it's. Yeah, and, it and they do it.
1: sweepstakes and stuff like that as well, don't they? So, you, for example, 7,600 points will get you a Ticketmaster e gift card or a Starbucks gift card or Pizza Express or House of Fraser. Yeah. Better spend those ones fast at the rate that they're closing the stores. Debenham's as well. Yeah. Xbox right. Game Pass 6,800 points Yeah So if you're buying stuff And it's giving you points And then you're doing your Bing searches every day mm. Then effectively speaking You might never have to pay for Game Pass
2: <laughs> No, that might be um, Might be a little incentive actually Just to <clears throat> Try that out, you know Yeah So I will have a little look While we do, <laughs> do a few Bing searches <laughs>
1: Yeah, got to uh, do it, haven't you? Yeah, that's it. Anyway, but,
2: just thought I'd mention it. I just, I just forgot all about it the other day, so I thought I'd see what you know.
1: Yeah, no, I've, I've obviously I was I was, I've been in it since since it started because I was in the old uh, system.
2: Yeah, we were.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, moving on, we'll go on to movies, TV, and streaming.
0: In quest of a better life.
1: All right, so, news time first off then. And bit of bad news, really. Uh, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange co-creator Steve Ditko has uh, died at the age of 90. Hmm. So, he was the artist who co-created the heroes and many more. Um, he was evidently uh, confirmed dead by the New York City a police department um, saying that he was found dead in his apartment on twenty ninth of June, and is believed to have died two days earlier.
2: All right, okay.
1: Yeah, so uh, it's he's not believed to have married or have any children, although he does have a nephew who's also named Steve Ditko, evidently. Uh, so Steve began his comic book career in 1953 and by 1955 he began illustrating for Atlas Comics, the precursor to Marvel, uh, where he met Stan Lee. And in 1961 uh, Lee recruited Ditko to help him create Spider-Man. And uh, Spider-Man debuted in 1962 in Amazing Fantasy number 15 and Ditko stuck with the Web Slinger's main Uh, book for its first 38 issues, during which time he also co-created the famous villains like Doctor Octopus, Lizard, Electro and the Green Goblin. So all of the really key characters for Spider-Man. And in 1963, Dick Co teamed up with Lee again to create Doctor Strange, who debuted in Strange Tales number 110. There you go. So, there we go. A bit of a potted history about him. But, uh, yeah, it's a shame when you know people who have you know created these icons start to pass away, isn't it? But much is much with life.
2: Yeah, there's there's going to be a few of those over the next year or two. Because, you know...
1: Yeah, well, there's not... funny things going on with um, Stanley because he's been um, getting... Um, what do you call it? Uh, I forget injunctions against his uh, former business partner, evidently. Really? Yeah. Some weird stuff going on. And before he's been quite outspoken, um, you know, supporting him for whatever it is that's happened. I don't know the details of it, but I came across a news article uh, yesterday that was talking about that.
2: Jesus, it's crazy.
1: So who knows what that's all about? Anyway, let's move on. So, Steve, do you want to do the new cinema releases?
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. So, 12th of July, we've got Skyscraper.
1: I'm looking forward to this, actually, because I'm, I'm really liking Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Look,
2: i got a little bit of a man crashing him, to be honest. I think he's a bit of a laugh. Yeah, he and, is. I mean, when I, I think what's the last movie I saw? It would have been Baywatch. Just park your brain and enjoy the fun. It's just and he takes the mick out of everyone and it, it's, it's you know that sort of thing. But I've noticed with skyscraper, I've just seen it on Facebook. Have you seen the poster? No. We look at a Die Hard one poster.
1: It oh, looks like that, does it?
2: And yeah, it's it's um, half of his face on one side, obviously with Bruce Willis. You've got the Nakatomi Tower on the, on the left. Yeah. And on his poster, it's identical. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, you know. No,
1: so I, I must admit, I quite liked uh, Jumanji when he was in the the re- redoing of that. Well, yeah, the sequel.
2: Actually, funny you say it because Sky have just given us this month's movies that are coming out. Yeah, and that's on the list for this month.
1: Well, I've actually got it in four K.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'll, I'll be able to see it in in ultra high definition on on the TV, so that should be pretty cool. But yeah, you've got. I think just I know this is a bit of a segue. We got Star Wars. Is coming out. We've got Jumanji and is um, Justice League. So quite a few big films. Which Star Wars? The latest one. Solo. No, the one before that.
1: Oh, never mind.
2: Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 never mind. But anyway, Star Wars is boring these days. But anyway, so so there's quite a few good.
1: Solo wasn't.
2: Uh yeah. Anyway. anyway. So that was, you know, there's quite a few good movies coming out this, this month on, on Sky. I've um, already yeah. I, I watch Justice League again, because I quite like that, you know. Makes a change from Marvel. But um, mm. anyway, so the 13th of July, we've got Incredibles 2.
1: I'm really looking forward to seeing this, actually, strangely enough.
2: I think uh, if I'm going to go once to the cinema that week, I think I would want to see Skyscraper.
1: Yeah, but if I was to go mm. twice...
2: Oh well, I'd want to say the incredible stuff. So Stoner has the time to do that, yeah. Why not, you know? Um also we have got First Reformed, Marabone and Racer and the Jailbird. Which I know nothing about.
1: No, me neither either.
2: But the main, I think the big ones for the kiddies for the summer holidays will be Incredibles 2.
1: Yeah, well, let's face it, one for the adult skyscraper and one for the kids, Incredibles yeah, 2. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I do hope, though, in terms of this movie, what they don't do with Incredibles 2 mm. is what they've done with Toy Story and with Cars. Because, I don't know about you, but the, if you've seen the latest ones, but I find them quite depressing. Because <coughs> Toy Story dealt with Andy growing up and then you know the toys thinking they were going to get dumped or put. You know they were all planning we'll be in the attic together or whatever be put to sleep or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so that was really depressing. And then with the latest Cars movie, because actually I actually quite liked the Cars movie. I liked the first one because it was basically it was Doc Hollywood hmm. was a story more or less. Uh, and the second one was just like you know a good fun secret agent one and you can never get enough of Michael Caine doing any voices can you (laughs) so but the third one sort of like dealt with you know uh, McQueen being an old has been racing driver or racing car and it's sort of like why do that it's a kids cartoon kids won't get it they 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 don't get that you know they've watched you know, Cars 1 and 2 with McQueen being all... You know, they don't get the fact that actually he's getting older because he doesn't age. He's a cartoon character. Mm. its It's like, you know, you suddenly don't get, um, you know, Tom and Jerry with Tom chasing after Jerry with both of them running around with Zimmer frames in front of him, do you? It's daft. its I, I just don't see the need to take the stories down that sort of line. hmm But that's just personal anyway. anyway. So we'll move on to the DVD and Blu-ray releases. And to be honest, not really a lot out this week apart from one film, which is Red Sparrow, which is going to be available on Blu-ray, 4K and DVD. And uh, I think this is probably going to be the nearest thing that we're ever going to see of a Black uh, Widow sort of style movie. Yeah. So, um, I've forgotten what her name is. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's Jennifer Lawrence um, in a sort of spy drama where she's being conditioned um, sort of a la salt kind of way. Yeah. But she's more like a black witch sort of, uh, black widow sort of character. Um, but I, I have not seen this at the cinema. I'm quite surprised. It's come around so fast
2: well I'm trying to think it seems like only
1: five minutes ago it was at the cinema
2: well it's one of those that came around pretty quickly yeah to be honest does
1: that mean it's not very good
2: well no I mean I think the same thing was with um, Atomic What was that one you know the one with the assassin
1: Atomic Blonde
2: yeah that was pretty much the same to be honest yeah but you know yeah we'll see you know that. Hmm. There's, I mean, the way we eat, um, the way we consume movies these days. You know, you you just they've really come up really quickly sometimes.
1: Yeah, they do, and some just seem to lay there at the cinema for absolutely ages. Mm. It's, it's it's like you know I, when I went to the cinema this week, I went with my mate John, and we hadn't seen a film for probably about four or five weeks Right. and Deadpool was on then and it was still on when we went
2: <laughs> right
1: so although I must admit though we did go we didn't end up going to the big posh cinema this time <laughs> we went to the Ritz at Thirsk so it was like you know the old school where you kind of like expect an organist to be playing in the back <laughs> yeah. but I love that place yeah, it gives you a real old school sort of feel Okay, all right, right. so shall we do cinema charts? Do you want to do cinema charts? I'll do DVD.
2: Okay, so the charts we have. Number five, we have Sanjay, or Sanju. Four, we have TAC. That's T A am going to pronounce that correctly. Tag. Tag. Sorry. Oh, yeah, it's all right. Number three, we have Sicaro 2, Soldado. I am not. I don't think I've seen the first one of that, so I'm not too sure about that. No.
0: Number
2: two, okay, Ocean's 8. Maybe, maybe good for some. I don't know.
1: If you hear Sandra Bullock fan,
2: well, actually, I quite am. Actually, I've been in a, a bit of a soft spot for her. <laughs> and of course, the, the the film that's sitting there at number one, with no surprises, is Jurassic World: The Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, which um, I, I'd like to get to see it at some point.
1: It's worth seeing. It's mm. def- well, we'll come on to that in a minute. Uh, so, DVD charts, we've got uh, number five, down from four, The Darkest Hour. Number four, down from two, Fifty Shades Freed. Number three, Still Holding Its Ground is The Greatest Showman. Uh, number two, new in the charts, is The Shape of Water, hmm. which my 4K Blu-ray of that's arrived. And number one, staying at number one, is Black Panther. So, Steve, I see that your TV and streaming this week is the World Cup.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I haven't, because last week um, I was still on call. Yes. And um, I just haven't, I I've, it's been so hot. The World Cup's been there. That is it, really, yeah. And I've been loving it. <laughs> I've been watching it in 4K. I've been watching it in VR. You know, trying all these different ways of avenues of watching the World Cup.
1: So, what's the VR experience like? What's different about the VR to the rest?
2: Well, you get you get the what you get is the main viewing arena you get is like if you're in a box at a a football match. Yeah. So you're so you've got the goals goal posts on your left and on your right and you're looking from left to right as the goals as the, I said the goals as the teams run up and down the pitch yeah and what you have is another icon which is the goal you've got the goal on the left and the right and there's an icon if you get your reticle over to the icon you're then sat to the left hand side of the goal as if you're behind okay so for example when a corner's being taken I would then Go to that view. So I'm sitting there with all the mics, with probably the banner behind me on on the pitch, mm-hmm. and you're that close, and you're watching. You know, I can look to my left. I can see the ball coming across me as it comes into the, the bunch of players in trying to you know when they take the corner. It's, it's different. Um, again, it's, it's it's something a bit new and a bit different. Yep, um, from the BBC. But yeah, it's interesting. It, it makes it a bit different. I think I, you can you can do it with a PS4 mm-hmm. as well, apparently. I use my um, Samsung gear. Yeah. So, so yeah, interesting.
0: Mm.
1: I must admit, even though I've literally not watched any of the football, which is probably no surprise to you, I was tempted to actually boot up the PSVR to see what what it was like.
2: No, you should do that. Um there's only, so you haven't got many games left to try on because we've only got two semi-finals and a final. So there's three games left, and the next game's Wednesday night, and they're going to have both semi-finals and at the same time. Yeah. So you can choose which one. I don't know how that's going to work. I, I think the BBC have got the England game, and the ITV will have the, the other game with highlights of the England game afterwards. Mm. But yeah, just on the being the BBC, you should just try it and just just for ten minutes while the game's on, and just see what you think. Yeah, You know, as an experience. Yeah. Other other TV, actually... Um, what else have I been watching? Obviously, Sheldon is still going on. There's a, a couple of episodes left of that before that finishes.
1: What's Sheldon on?
2: Uh, Channel 4. Right. So, that's been really good. We're up to about 22 episodes now for this season. So, yeah, that's been okay. And... Where now? It's getting to be thin on the ground for TV. It's that time mm. of year to watch a bit of Gordon Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> God, so we're with the Mister. We sit and watch Master Chef USA. That's it. we we do like a bit of cooking programs.
1: You do know that there's the new Krypton TV series coming out as well, don't you?
2: I do. I saw the trailer uh, about two nights ago. Yeah, I knew it wasn't going to be Smallville. I know this is something completely different, as they say. Mm-hmm but the trailer looked pretty good actually um i think even the missus might even watch that
1: yeah i wish my missus would watch even a quarter of what your missus would <laughs> <laughs> we, we would, I would have a lot more in common with her
2: yeah no cuz i mean i i there's a, is, there is a program she watches on on netflix which is about these vampires and werewolves um and i if it's on i'll just i I'll say no you What's what's on. that one? Oh, i can't remember what its called now but what you've got is you've got this this girl, this girl. She's a yeah, sort of ginger hair. She's quite long hair, and this her story of with with the vampires fighting against the werewolves. It's typically done the same way that Vampire Diaries would have been done, if you know what I mean, or Twilight, something like that.
1: I was just about to say, is it Twilight? That she's watching. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> not. It's,
2: it's actual. It's a, it's a Netflix show.
1: All right, I'll have and, to
2: have a look. For and that. while you're chatting a minute, I'll have a I'll have a look on my phone. 'Cause I've got Netflix on my phone anyway. Mm. Um to have a look. So so yeah, so there's not much more. Um well I've got to watch Supergirl actually, I've got a load of those to watch. And I've just what else I, oh yeah, I've just come to the last episode of Bulletproof. Right. Which was on Sky. Yeah. Um with the guy who now I've got been really silly here, I can't remember his name, but he played he was he played Mickey in Doctor Who. Yes, and he also. Do you know it was... what?
1: It's it's really that is spooky that you're actually talking about him because I was actually I haven't wrote it in the notes. Yeah, but I was going to talk about a film I watched this afternoon, that It was on last night. Yeah, that had him in as well.
2: Well, he was. Remember, he was in in Star Trek Into Darkness.
1: He was because he was a member of Section Thirty One.
2: Yeah, dropped that ring in the water, and it went boom. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, it's, it's a good. cop. It's um a very adult cop show. Yeah,
1: Noel Clark is called. Thank you. That's it. Yeah, yeah, he's
2: great. And he's a good director as well, by the way.
1: He's he's a good uh, he's a good actor. Yeah. Uh, I think because um, I watched him in uh, the anomaly. Oh, okay, and uh, this was on Channel Four hmm. uh, on fi- Oh, sorry, not Channel Four, Film Four last night. Yeah, and basically the story is that he's. Uh, a guy who had trauma in his life and went to somewhere to help him, mm. and then he wakes up in a van um, with no knowledge of how he's got there, and he, it's in the in blackness. Mm. So, and he finds a torch, switches it on, finds a child tied up, and the child said, "Oh, these men came with red masks and have kidnapped me." Mm. And How did you get in here? And he says, I don't know. And then he escapes with the child. And, you know, these guys chase after him. And they get into a churchyard. He gets into a fight with them. And then um, all of a sudden he blacks out. And then he wakes up somewhere else. Which is, um, you know, a few days later. Yeah. Still himself, you know, but. He's with one of the guys who, had, you know, he'd been fighting. And clearly they were both on the same sort of side. And then the story is about him time hopping. And every time he hops to a new time period, hmm. he has 10 minutes. And then he hops to the next period. And he uncovers what's going on. And he's trying to stop... Uh, this like professor releasing this virus that will, you know, impact the world and basically, um, well, I won't, I won't say any more, but, mm. oh, but because there's right. more to it than that. But yeah. uh, it uh, it's called the anomaly, and it really is well worth watching. I really enjoyed it actually, because mm. uh, one of one of the times when he wakes up, he's he's on he's in the middle of the job, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I'm done, I'm done. as well.
1: So, yeah, it definitely, and it's got a few twists in the plot as well, and, uh, you know, when he does wake up in the middle of having sex, mm. um, then he realises he's actually in a brothel that's run by these uh, Russian mafia, and he's in a different country altogether, and he tries to rescue the prostitute who's being forced to work for this Russian mafia yeah. uh, guy, and she becomes comes into the story as well, and it and it all, you know, crisscrosses and whatever. It's it's it well worth having a watch. And he's he is such a good actor, to be honest. I know that you know Mickey was a bit of a jokey sort of character in Doctor Who, but don't let don't let that take away from the fact that this guy's you know uh, Noel Clark is actually a good
2: actor. No, no, no! By far, I mean that. Obviously, that was a bit of a—he was a bit of a wimp. That character. But yeah. I mean, he, I think wasn't he? In the, was he in Attack of the Block? I, just, I can't remember if he was now. Just, I've got a no, funny... no,
1: that was uh, Finn off Star Wars.
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But uh, did you? That was you put the tweet out. You you watched, or did you just turn it on and True Lies was on, so you just sat and watched it?
1: Yeah, yeah, because it was actually this was on straight after True Lies. Right, uh, but yeah, I was watching it, you know, it's, True Lies has been on twice this week that I know of, mm. uh, and anyway, the missus went out yesterday with uh, my son to go to some, you know, see some uh, thing that was on at North Allerton, yeah. and I thought, right, okay, I'm I'm going to watch a film, so I sat downstairs and I thought, let's have a look see what's on film four, stuck film four on, and it's True Lies, I thought, oh, I love this film, I haven't seen it for ages, I'll sit and watch it. Yeah, and I'd forgotten how much I loved that movie. You mm. know how and just how funny it is, and of course, it's also got Faith from, um, you know, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer on it as well. Yeah, yeah, she's his daughter. Um, and I was what I was watching it, and I was thinking, I love this film. I'm going to pick this up on Blu-ray. I got I go and bought buy it from Amazon, so I went on Amazon. Mm. All it came up with was DVD. And I thought this film's been out for like twenty something years. Why is it only DVD? So I thought it must have gone out of production. So I'll go on to eBay. Yeah. Went on to eBay. Nothing on eBay. Started doing some digging around. Evidently, uh, it's on James Ca- James Cameron's to do list hmm. after he's done the Avatar sequins, uh, sequels. So. It'll probably be near his death by the time those films come out, to be honest. So we might never see True Lies on yeah. a Blu-ray. But it and is... what gets me is yeah. that it was on film Four HD. So it's clearly in HD. Why yeah. can't it just stick it on a bl- bl- Blu- Blu-ray disc?
2: Well, maybe it was a bit of an upscaled version. I don't know.
1: I, I don't know. I, to be honest, I'd be quite happy with an upscale version. To be honest, I
2: just so I just want the ability to watch the think, movie. Yeah, thinking of that because obviously, um, I tell, I'll make, I'll mention it after you talked about the Matrix in a minute. Should, okay, but you want to talk about um, Jurassic, Jurassic World? World. Yes, yeah. without spoilers, of course. Cause I do want to see this
1: without spoilers. So, uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, obviously the sequel to the Last Jurassic World movie. Mm. So, obviously, this is a, a second trilogy. To Because there's Jurassic Park and then there's Jurassic World. Jurassic Park was three films. This is (coughs) the next sequence of them. Interestingly enough, the Lego game actually makes reference to that, the Jurassic Park trilogy or the new one. Oh, really? Yeah, because you can choose which one you want to play. But basically, it's a couple of years later on after uh, the last Jurassic World movie. Mm. And... Uh, it stars Chris Pratt and uh, the woman from that film as well. You know they they'd obviously had a bit of a bit of a fling after you know they left the island and uh, he left her evidently, yeah. although she reckons that she uh, sort of like told him to leave. So they have this uh, bit of a a debate going on uh, between them, um, but basically. They they uh got and they were uh, recruited by a multi-billionaire, who's uh, the guy who played Zaphan Cochrane from uh, First Contact, to go and save the dinosaurs. So what's happening on the island is that the dormant volcano on the island where all the dinosaurs are has started to erupt,
0: hmm.
1: and basically he wants to get as many dinosaurs off the island as he can to a new island where there's no volcanoes it's got natural barriers so they won't be able to go anywhere and one of the things that they want to do is uh the blue sort of like velociraptor whatever it was from the last movie that uh chris pratt had actually uh You know, brought up Mm, was the only one
2: they had a bit of a friendship going there didn't
1: they yeah it was the only one that was left you know and Mm. it was like really mega intelligent and whatever and wanted to make sure it was preserved so they needed uh, Bryce Dallas Howard who plays Claire and Chris Pratt who plays Owen to go in activate all of the computer equipment because all of the dinosaurs have trackers so that they can find where blue is, and then take, um, t- you know, take this uh, this team that they've put together, capture the dinosaur, and take it away with all of the other ones, and. Should we say not everything is how it seems?
2: Well that's where we leave it there, because otherwise yeah. people are gonna gonna have a swipe at you for saying too much.
1: Yes, I'm not gonna say any more than that. What I will say is they actually there is one scene where they leave the island that is incredibly emotive. I mean, really incredibly emotive. And I'm just gonna leave it there hanging there <laughs> because Uh, I I think if I said what it was it would spoil it and I don't want to spoil it for anybody who um, wants to see it but you will know the scene that I mean when you see it Mm. so um, I mean in terms of it there's some really funny moments in it as a lot of films have uh, nowadays and it does what it says on the tin and nothing more nothing less it's not going to win any Oscars for best picture or anything like that it's just another one in the Jurassic Park storyline that progresses the story and is entertaining and opens it up for another Jurassic Park after that Mm. Um, but other than that that's all I want to really say about it because it is worth seeing I enjoyed it It's, it's, uh, it's an enjoyable average movie, do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, because some of the Jurassic Parks went to fall by the wayside after the first couple. It was, well, actually, the second one wasn't the best one in the world, but... No. You can't really, you can't really... When you peak on the first movie, it's difficult to try and beat that. Yeah. To be yeah. honest. But yeah, you know, it's the way it is.
1: So, um, my next one, then, is The Matrix 4K Blu-ray.
2: Didn't go to plan this, did it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Not initially, no, because I I, I got it. I was so excited about getting this because I thought I loved The Matrix. It didn't appear in my top 10, but it is one of my favourite movies, Hmm. depending upon what mood I'm in.
2: Yeah, I know, yeah, because our top 10 can be subject to change all the time anyway.
1: Yeah, because I think we could do another top 10 and have completely different movies in, to be honest, although I do think that my top three would probably still stay the same. <laughs> mm. But the other ones might vary. Uh, but yeah, so the I this was released recently. Uh, it's just the first movie from uh, what was it ninety nine? Can't believe it was
2: possibly as late as that. Yeah,
1: yeah, it it, well, it was it was such a long time ago. Was the Matrix, and you forget how long, um, and you know how much has uh, moved on in terms of filmography and stuff like that since then. But, it, yeah, it was 11th of June,
0: 1999.
1: Mm. So, you know, this film is nearly, <laughs> how be- what, 20 years old? 19 years old?
2: It's frightening to think that. It is. Because we, we think of our favourite movies that are uh, 30, 40 years old, and you think, well, I, you know, I saw them as a teenager. Well, he, he is the thing, a
0: I,
1: here's a thing. Here's a thing, yeah. Mm. I said to you the use of the guillotine when would you say that that stopped
2: the use of the guillotine yeah as in for real you mean
1: as in for real
2: probably not that long ago in France I'm sure I'm sure that that carried on for quite a while
1: but when, when you think about the guillotine you think about the sort of like 19th century 18th century yeah yeah the actually star wars was in existence and the guillotine was still being used mm. you know so cuz the last time the guillotine was used was in 1977 after the release of star wars and it was officially abolished in 1981 so there you go <laughs> so it's amazing well, how time tricks you isn't it in terms of what how, how you think about certain things
2: well it's it's funny because i when i watched um when I watched the Netflix, what is it? BBC show was it last week or the week before? I don't know if I mentioned it, which was based on Christie's life, who's a serial killer in the UK. Yeah, and it was played by the guy that did Tin Star, right? The uh, the, the the Sky show. Do you remember?
1: Um, I remember the name of the show, but I don't remember the show.
2: So that was that was about a copper, wasn't it? In, in Canada, right? English guy. Okay. Do you remember that one? No. Anyway, he he played in. Uh, he plays Christie, and I keep thinking it was earlier than what it was because this was in the nineteen hundreds, as such, and it was actually before the, the Second World War. Because, mm. then one of Christie's uh, one of the people he, he killed and buried in, in his house. This this girl, he he got a boyfriend hung and they were still they were hanging you know they were hanging in prisons then yeah do you know what i mean and you think god they should they should be carrying on (laughs) to be honest (laughs) might give us a bit of a space you know yeah and i was was watching it and i saw this hanging of this kid in in this in this this prison i'm thinking jesus you know something that was stopped quite you know Mm. but it's just yeah it's just pretty amazing that things like that did you know they did exist. I mean, America's still got the death penalty. I mean, we don't to get a bit political, but, you know. Yeah. It's uh, it's a thing.
1: I don't know. I think that there are certain times when maybe the death penalty might be appropriate, to be honest. Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so you thought The Matrix did look pretty cool, yeah? It was Well, not
1: at first, because I stuck the disc in, into my player, yeah, this is not going to be Xbox bashing. Before we start, I put it into a Blu ray player into my UHD 4K Blu ray player, played it, came on fine. And I was looking and I was thinking, is it me or is it like Juttery? Because it was like um, playing a bit, then there was like a real short pause and then it played a bit more. And you, you know how when you're at the cinema. And if they do, you know, a lot of movement, sometimes it can be, you know, jittery. Hmm. It was like that, playing the the disc. I was thinking, what's going on? You know, this, and it also, I was looking, I was thinking, it looks okay quality, but it looks upscaled. And I was thinking, no, this this is a a rubbish thing. And I thought, I don't, I don't think that, I, I think there's something wrong here. So I decided to go to my uh, settings in my Blu-ray and check my firmware and downloaded the latest update.
2: I always check that for, for, for players.
1: Yeah, to be honest, I I tend not to until I get to be to a problem. So, and I downloaded the latest uh, update. My God, what a difference. Mm. Blu-ray, smooth as silk, absolutely smooth as silk from the very start. And the visuals on it, this is, this is it looks really, uh, really good, to be honest. Um, yeah. Absolutely stunning. And it is a true 4K movie as well. It's not, you know, upscaled from 2, 2K or anything like that. It's, no, all it's 4K. No, I'm
2: looking at the back of the box. It says here, 2160 Ultra High Definition yeah on the back of the box what have you i mean i, I know you might not have no chance yet but i do love sometimes i do love a bit of ec, good bit of extras on some of my favorite films have you mm. is it the same ones before I,
1: I don't know to be honest because i haven't played the extras yeah so uh but i've just really enjoyed watching the film again because it's been you know it, <sighs> do, do you ever get where there is a film that you love so, because you love it so much, you don't watch it all the time because you don't want it to be spoilt.
2: Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, I mean, I love the movie Avatar. Yeah. And that is a long film, especially if you go for the uh, the, the director's cut, you know? Yeah. And I watched that once in a, well, once in a really blue movie.
0: Mm.
2: But actually, I could do the 4K version of that would be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, well, I'm I'm a bit similar, but with you know films like you know my ultimate favourite, Shaun of the Dead, mm. I'll make sure I don't watch that any more than once or twice a year, as see, opposed to watch it you know a see, few times film, on the trot.
2: That film, I don't think we'll ever get four K treatment.
1: I know it's such a shame as well, isn't it?
2: Because it's that sort of film where I'm looking at the moment, I'm waiting to push the button on the. 30th anniversary of Die Hard, the 4K Ultra HD edition. Yeah, which is a fantastic film. Yeah, you know, um, there are films like this that deserve that treatment. Mm. I mean, the Terminator Two is is all. Have you have you got that?
1: No, I want to get it.
2: And that is that. You look at that. If you, I've I've dug out a DVD and put it in, and then swapped them over. Yeah. What a what a difference. Yeah. It really is, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, The Matrix, wow. Mm. You know, I was looking at it, I was just thinking, this is really how you want to watch this movie. It was better quality than what I'd seen it at the cinema.
2: Yeah. Well, there's a few discs I wouldn't mind. I mean Prime Day's coming soon. Yeah. So I have to keep an eye on July the sixteenth and see if anything's available. Hmm.
1: Two thousand and one yeah because that was in my top 10
2: yeah that's true yeah I'm not sure what's available at the minute especially for some of the older films
1: yeah it's it's not out at the moment yeah but uh, you know I mean th- there are some great films that they could go 4k on I'm sure we'll see Star Wars at 4k at some point
2: <sighs> yeah possibly
1: could be holding off on that so that they can t- sell us it as a nine-part series for a hundred pounds or something yeah. like that.
2: Well, here's a good one for you. I'm just looking on the um, the Predator trilogy, um, the three movie collection.
1: Is that uh, Predator One, Two, and Predators?
2: It's Predator, Predator Two, and Predators. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now I'm not that fussed to be honest. I'm quite happy with that. Just having it on uh, on uh, HD. Yeah, and upscaling it to be honest, because it's it's not one that I watch. I watch a lot because it's I it's not. I'm not that overly fussed about it. If you know what, what about, I mean. What
2: about actually? Because it's it's coming. So, it's coming. So it's coming home. It's coming soon. Is uh, Ready Player One?
1: Oh, I'll be getting that 4K.
2: That's sixth of August.
1: Yeah, be getting that 4K.
2: And what else have we got coming soon? There's one
1: coming soon uh, next week. Actually, if I remember rightly.
2: I tell what would be nice, but it's 40 quid. And that's the Dark Knight trilogy.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting for that to uh, drop. Because it will ultimately drop. Yeah. But it's just waiting for it to happen.
2: Yeah, do you know what? That is a lovely collection. Just looking at the back of the box there. Mm. Um, oh boy, yes. But that's not bad price. If you think about it, you've got three movies. So you're talking about 12, 13 quid each. Yeah. When, when you break it down like that. Um, also,
1: Tomb Raider's next week.
2: Do you know what? I've heard a bit of a bad feedback on that movie.
1: It's all right. It's all right. It's it's not my favourite. But
2: I, t- I tell you what else is coming out on the sixth of August. Actually, is the first Predator on its own. Mm. Now that's worth going for. Mm. Anything, Again, Arnold Schwar- like said, anything not- with anything Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. <sighs>
1: No, I'm I'm not that particularly that bothered. In a matter of fact, when you actually look at the Blu-ray releases for August, it's quite slim pickings, to be honest. Mm. There's only well, in a matter of fact, there's for the whole month there is what is normally released in in a week.
2: So you got Rampage on the twentieth. How about that one?
1: Yeah, that that was a fun switch your brain off and uh, just go along with the fro- the flow.
2: Mm. Yeah. But you see, I mean you got the dress you talk about It Park, the Dress Park trilogy is fifty quid. Yeah. That's for game for three movies. And Terminator two at the moment is sixteen ninety four. Get it while it's hot. Mm. That's a good price. Terminator two? Yeah. Where's that at? Amazon. Really? It's on Prime, sixteen ninety four. I'm looking at it right now. I'm just going through the list.
1: Oh, I think I might have to be ordering that.
2: <laughs> and you see what else there is that's coming up. Oh uh, Inception's now 20 quid, and a couple of little bits and pieces. There's nothing more there, really. Actually, there's, well, that's a DVD, the Fifth Element Limited Pop Art Edition, still book, region free. Mm. Anyway, well, I'll be keep talking all night long. That. Actually,
1: if, Terminator 2, it's uh, slightly less than 17, isn't it? 16.94, uh,
2: what was it? Yeah. Six, 16. Yeah, I, did, I said 16, 16.94.
1: You can't go wrong for that, can you?
2: No, I've, got, I've already got that, and it gives you yeah. the two D Blu-ray as well.
1: And I'll have it tomorrow. <laughs>
2: Is it tomorrow on Prime? Let's have a look. Get it by the tenth, Tuesday.
1: Tuesday, I'll have it by Tuesday.
2: Yeah, Star Wars: Last Jedi. Yeah, okay, right. Anyway, moving yeah.
1: on. Okay, so that's uh, well, that's it for uh, this week. I did start to watch The Shape of Water. Did you, uh, but I've, I've not really got that far through it, but it is different. To... What, is,
2: what, what, I, what I did say is, did you agree with me about the first 10 minutes? <laughs> did, well, you yes,
1: wasn't. yes, I did. Yeah, that was quite obviously what she was doing in the bath.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on.
1: <clears throat> moving on. So we haven't got any tech talk, have we? Because you were going to talk about all your tech and you've not talked about any of it no, yet. No, I've
2: not been prepared. I'll try and prepare for me for next week.
1: Okay, so in that case, then, we'll move on to this week's Big Debate.
0: There was something missing.
1: Okay, so this week, we asked you what it was that you wanted us to talk about for the Big Debate. And we gave you three options. I can't remember what they were at the moment because my brain just suddenly gone. I think it was about books.
2: TV soundtracks, was that something? TV
1: soundtracks. uh, And the other one was the Back to the Future series movies as well.
2: Which no, obviously once, because it didn't win it.
1: Uh, No, no, but uh, books was by far surprising. This actually surprised us, guys. Uh, Mm. Was the one that was the most popular. So, that being the case, we've gone through, uh, well, in completely different ways, actually, (laughs) In terms of identifying what our favourite uh, sort of books are, I have kind say, of like gone by author, and you've gone by.
2: Well, well, you've gone by author
1: a little bit as well, but I'm,
2: yeah, I mean, I've just gone by books I remember reading. I mean, <clears throat> I'd say two of them are sitting here, so yeah. they're actually here. The others I don't actually own. I've actually listened on. Um, I've actually listened to an audio book recently, even though I read the book before the before the certain film came out, back in seventy four. That's a long time ago for a book. Hmm. But um, and I did. I was going to put in their Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy, but I knew you'd mention it, so I don't need to say I can just sit a slight bit of pennies worth in on that. Okay, one. Th-
1: so th- there goes a spoiler for my bit then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, everyone's going to know about that. Come on, <laughs>
1: yeah, fair enough.
2: Um, and I'm not sure if I uh, took looking at that. I'm not sure about the last part. I don't know because I do have the audio books as well and the vinyl of the uh, of Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy. So
1: yeah. Okay, so do you want to go uh, first with what, what books well, you...
2: Well, I've only got a few. I mean, it's either going to be really boring for some people. I'm Do you know what I mean? It's, it's difficult to judge, but talking about books...
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind not... of like very focused on it's, it's our book... likes, isn't
2: it? This it, is the book club, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So the first... One of the first books... Well, I've got two books by the same author. So, the first book came out in 1895.
1: It, it wasn't priced £18.95. No, was it? It that wasn't. was actually the year it that came out. That was the
2: year it came out, believe it or not. And the same with the second one, but you can see the notes. Yeah. Um, and what astounds me is that this author thought of this stuff that we take, I say we take for granted, but really, all st- A lot of science fiction comes back to this one author, which is H.D. Wells. Yeah. And one of the first books of his I read was The Time Machine. And if you're not too familiarizing yourself with it, this is about a Victorian scientist who propels himself into the year 802,701 A.D. I can't even imagine what year that is. But he comes across the warlocks and the Eloy in this story. Um, And for being a Victorian, it must be quite amazing to think that, you know, to actually go through that.
1: Well, I mean, how many times is uh, the time machine being depicted in
2: movies? Twice.
1: More than that, hasn't it?
2: I reckon I'd put twice. The original one from the 60s. Mm. And then there was the one... That came out with I'm going to say the, um, the guy that was in Neighbours. Sorry, so I know it's the wrong way of, of putting it. Yeah, but you know the guy I'm on about.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember what his name was, uh, and it's screaming out at me, uh, but I just can't <laughs> remember for the time being. I don't know. Don't worry, uh,
2: intimate, internet movie database will come oh, in because yeah. he was also
1: on Memento because we were talking about that earlier on as well, weren't we? Yeah, 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 and. Um, uh, so the time it's, it's machine, the guy
2: Pierce. Yeah, two thousand and two. That was.
1: Yeah, it was. It and was?
2: To be honest, I prefer the original. I think the original is more closer to the book, and that came out in nineteen sixty four years before I was born. And I think it's a fantastic story, to come from someone of that era. Yeah. Because it's who has the mind to think up of something of a time machine in 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 the in, in the eighteen hundreds?
1: Well, exactly. You know? It's very. Yeah.
2: It's a very. If anyone wants to ever read, it, it's a very um, short book. I mean, it's only about what am I going to say? It's going to be about if I can have a look here, about hundred pages. Yeah. So it won't take long to read. To read. It's it. more like
1: what we would call a short story these days.
2: Yeah, probably so. Um, and going on from that, his second book—I mean, he has done quite a lot. Of it. I could have gone through all his whole list yeah. actually.
1: And it wasn't called *The Time Machine* two. <laughs>
2: no, it wasn't. <laughs> and believe it or not, *War of the Worlds* came out in 1898. Yeah. And again, you know, this was first serialized in 1897 by in by a, a magazine in a magazine in the UK and then by Cosmopolitan in the US. Mm. Um, the first appearance of, this, of the hardcover was 1898, published by, the, by William Hemner um, of London. And this story of, of the Martians invading the Earth, I mean, God, where, is, where was his brain on when he thought of that one?
1: But also for how the Martians were ultimately uh, defeated, as well.
2: By the common cold. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, and what is quite amazing about this story is when they, nov- when they did the novelization for the radio. The it was Ameri- so
1: realistic.
2: The Americans thought they were being invaded. <laughs> gullible. <laughs> yeah. But joking aside. Do, no, do, do you
1: know how to keep somebody gullible always questioning? Go on. I'll tell you later.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I think H D. Wells he's done some other ones as well. Um I can't think off the top of my head there. Um what did he do? Um he did First Men on the Moon. Uh which is quite a good one as well. That was actually that was made into a, into a movie. So the island he, of
1: Doctor Moreau.
2: Yeah, he's he his brain was in the wrong era. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Imagine
1: what it would have been like now.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just fantastic. Um, I mean, people probably don't think of HG Wells. Well, a lot of people won't know who he is, maybe. But a lot of stuff that you you watch today all stems back to him. Mm. Even ironically, back to the future.
1: Yeah, well, it's referenced, isn't it? Him and Jules Verne are both referenced in uh, Back to the Future
2: (coughs) in the third one.
1: Yeah, because Jules Verne did Journey to the Center of the Earth, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, Around the World in Eighty Days. Yeah, and from the moon, uh, from uh, the Earth to the moon.
2: Yeah, and you know there's some classic books there to read if you if you if you want to try and delve into some old sci-fi. Yeah, you know, Um, moving swiftly on when I was, how old would I have been? I would have been, we think about it. 10. 11 even maybe. When I read a book in 1974, that was a bestseller for 44 weeks. And that was Peter Benchley's Jaws. And we all know where this, where this went to and what it's done in, in cinema history. Um, but I read this before i i don't know what am I doing an eleven year old kid reading books about sharks, but I was fascinated by sharks as a kid but the the, the original book was fantastic. I do own that on on Amazon with uh, the the uh, audiobook yeah, which is a great listen On Audible. yeah it's on there and it's well worth well worth listening to because it's nothing like the well say they took a large chunk of the book out of the film. Um, ironically, Steven Spielberg wanted the shark to win, <laughs> but that never happened, as we're well aware. Yeah, um, yeah, just another another fantastic book, and uh, a little uh, nod to that that Peter Benchley was in Jaws, mm. and he was the uh, the guy on the beach doing the uh, interview. If you remember the scene with all the on the beach before the shark, where the oh, fake yeah. shark came up. So yeah, he was on that as well. Mm. So yeah, another another another. I say a fantastic novel, which to stay nearly for nearly a year as a bestseller is not. I don't think there's many books these days that can do that. No, because I think books books. I think they do. They come and go as much as movies <coughs> do. Mm. They'll have their moment in, in in the charts. I mean, I suppose some examples of of books that don't that are as much as what Jaws is would have been the Harry Potter books yes which I've never actually got to read I, I maybe I should do actually is to go through those
1: mind you some of the ones that I've uh, mentioned later on I'm going to come on to have been number one in the like New York Times bestseller list and stuff like that
2: yeah yeah so quickly moving on to one that I'm oh, I'm sure you wouldn't be surprised that I talk about quickly no so this this book came out in 1968 believe it or not
1: And it's got a completely different title when it's actually the movie. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes.
1: Because it has the most unusual title of any film, any any book.
2: So the novel is set in post-apocalyptic San Francisco, where Earth's life has been greatly damaged by the nuclear global war. Most animal species are endangered or extinct from um, extreme radiation poisoning, so that owning an animal is now the sign of status and empathy. An attitude encouraged towards animals. The book serves as a primary basis, obviously, for a certain film, which is my number one, of course, which is Blade Runner, and the title is "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep?" And again, it is maybe double the thickness of H. G. Wells' Time Machine.
1: Yeah, not a big book, is it?
2: No, but it's worth, and again, it's it's well worth a read. Um, I've read I've read that book about three or four times personally,
0: mm.
2: and uh, if you if you I mean if you if you don't get on with the, the movie, it's it too slow. Have a read of the book, and see what you think.
1: Yeah, because at two hundred pages, it'll go too fast.
2: <laughs> yeah, it will do, won't it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that, that's a little brief few that I can put in there. So, other than we'll, we'll talk about another one, what about your 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 one? You
1: well. A lot of mine are sort of like series of books, so the I've, way I've split it up is down to some of my favourite authors as well, hmm. uh, and the books that they've released. So the first one I'm going to mention is not Douglas Adams, but it's going to actually be Arthur C. Clarke. Yeah. And obviously, there we have 2001 A Space Odyssey, we have 2010, 2061, and then one he released just before he died, which was 3001. Mm. Um, So, and that was uh, about the um, astronaut who was left floating through the solar system, you know, when uh, Hal started to go mad and, you know, he attacked him. Using the pod because his body was frozen to the vacuum of space, and then in the future he was brought back in mm. three thousand and one mm. so that was an interesting twist on that sort of tale actually but um I loved the 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 whole of two thousand and one sort of um quadrilogy as it were mm. uh, of books, but I also loved the movies so and for me, the movies happen first. And bearing in mind, you know, it's it's like, you know what kids are like, they need lots of um, stimulus, daughter, especially modern day kids. You know, they need. They look at the old Star Wars and think it's rubbish in comparison to the prequels because there's more action going on. Yeah. Um, But that's just millenniums, millenniums isn't it? So when I was a kid, you know, films were a lot more slower and, you know, this was one of the first films that I ever saw. And I, you know, I watched this when I was, what, six?
2: Before okay. I saw
1: Star Wars, you know, because mm-hmm. it was on TV or something or other. And um, my mum and dad being science fiction fans at that point, um, which has then moved off science fiction later on, uh, but showed us this. And it was part, you know, it was a start of my love of all things sort of sci-fi. Mm. And then, uh, you know, then it'd progress on to things like uh, The Stepford Wives
2: <laughs> Well, see, funnily, I, I, say I didn't I mean, I could have put a few more books in But I d- just did due to time restraint, really I don't think I had the time But, I mean, I loved horror books Yeah And great fan of Stephen King Yeah But then, that wasn't pretty f- your cup of tea, was it?
1: No, I've, I've never been into horror uh, Particularly You know, I used to watch when I was 18 mm. You know, the Elm Street movies and stuff like that But Horror's never been something that has I've had any interest, any real interest in. Um, but sir and I've I've never really read much of Stephen King, although I like some of the movies that are based on his books. Hmm. Um, but one of the first signs, well, one of the first books I read that I, I still read occasionally now was Arthur C. Clarke with a two thousand and one. Uh, books. Hmm. Um, and then also other books that he did because he did the Rendezvous with Rama, Rama Two, Garden of Rama, and Rama Revealed. Um, so th- that that is an alternative future where hmm. um a spacecraft is seen flying through the universe, and it's like this cylinder that is miles and miles long and uh, a crew dock with it and then go and explore this uh, place and uh, find out that you know there's um, machines living on this thing and uh, escape just before uh, it takes off to go interstellar yeah. and then 80 years later another Rama craft appears and and uh, Another crew is sent to, you know, map and study Rama, uh, and various different things happen, which then lead on to the stories for Garden of Rama and Rama Revealed, and the Great Books. Although have a actually a religious. Uh, link to it as well in terms of where they actually go mm. but don't let that put you off because it's not like an overly religious thing uh, certainly um, I think it, was, can't remember, was it Garden of Rama or Rama Revealed is uh, about uh, a lot of humans going onto one of the Rama craft and actually living on it while it goes interstellar and coming across other alien creatures who are also living on it and, you know, start war with them and stuff like that. So th- there's lots of things that happen in these books and are really good books to lis- uh, to, to uh, read and listen to if you uh, got them on Audacity mm. or, or you know, the audiobook version. Uh, another one that I really love is uh, Childhood's End by Arthur C. Clarke as well. And uh, that is, again, an alternate future. And it was, I think it was on Sky about a year or two ago where um, children are evolving and uh, these alien visitors uh, come to help their transition. And uh, that's what the story's about. But these alien visitors look like devils. As in, you know, hell and devils. So, uh, but and you know, so some people distrust him and stuff like that. But uh, that's another good, good story. Moving on, Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy, a trilogy in five parts. Mm. Um, th- this was like staple reading when I was a kid. You know, th- these books came along when I was about ten. Obviously, the radio series came first, and the books were wrote afterwards.
2: Yeah, because I'm just looking. I could just still turn away from the mic a minute. Yeah. I think My Douglas Adam goes as far as Mostly Harmless. That's yeah. One, that's one thick book.
1: Yes. Uh, well, Mostly Harmless was the last in the Douglas Adams version of the universe. And then there uh, was a new version that was released a few years ago called And Another Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which was based on Douglas Adams' original material, but it wasn't wrote by Douglas Adams. Right, uh, and this was actually the, Doug- the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was uh, number one at the New York uh, Times bestseller list for ages, as well. Um, yeah. So, but obviously, you know the the characters that were created: Arthur Dent wandering the galaxy in his dressing gown, Ford Prefect. Who named himself because he thought that uh, the name, you know, Ford and Prefect was uh, a very average sort of human name. Zepho Beeblebrox with two heads. Mm. Tricia McMillan as Trillian. You know, a, a, a woman from Earth who renamed herself as Trillian when she went into space with Zepho Beeblebrox. Marvin, the paranoid android with, I think you ought to know, I'm feeling very depressed.
2: It's, very, <laughs> it's a very niche because I think. It is. Uh, I. Th- I- You know, a lot of people might be thinking about what
1: the heck are you talking about? It's a sci-fi comedy, and it includes time travel and all of those sort of, you know, uh, things that you would get in standard, you know, in, in various different forms of science fiction. I mean, the amount of times that they go back and forward in time on it. I mean, you know, there's the Big Bang Burger bar at the beginning of time, and you know, the second book, The Restaurant at the End of the Universe. Bet yeah. you can't guess what point in time that that is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, it's it's just Douglas Adams' absolutely fantastic sense of humour. And, you know, having characters sort of like called Slarty Bartfast, mm. who, you know, because the story is about them finding a the planet of Magrathea, which the Magratheans who lived thousands of years previously and gone into hypersleep used to build planets for rich people and the earth was a planet that was built for mice to answer the ultimate question of life, the universe and everything which the answer was 42 and the reason why the answer the reason why the answer made no question is because nobody had actually properly framed what the question was so, and, and it was about trying to find out what the answer was. Then, in a later book, you found out that you can't have the answer and the question known in the same universe because they're mutually exclusive and would recreate a different universe where you'd have a different answer and question. <laughs> and so, you know, so that was uh, that was quite amusing. And then they made a TV series out of it as well, and then there's been a film out of it as well. I, li- I like the TV series, to be honest. Mm-hmm because a TV series came out just when the books were starting you know starting to come to my consciousness and I watched the book uh, watched the TV series while reading the book so and uh, later on uh, what was it about um 2012 I went to see the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio show live on stage with the original actors from the radio show on there as well
2: yeah, which included some of them from the TV show as well, if I remember rightly.
1: Yeah, Mark. Uh, yeah, it it uh, it did. Um, well, Simon Jones, was it Simon Jones? He
2: was um, the book. Was he the
1: book? Yeah, it, he was. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, I'm trying to think of uh, who it was. Um, no, I
2: if I could get to my vinyl, I've got the I've got the two first two on um over
1: there as well. Uh, no, Peter Jones was the was the book. Okay. Simon Jones was Arthur Dent. Right.
2: And then there was it. Jeffrey
1: McGiven Mark Wing Davies, Susan Sarandon, who's no longer with us, uh, and Stephen Moore.
2: Yeah, because um, didn't they use two different trillions in the, from the TV show to the to the radio yeah. show? Yeah,
1: yeah, because it was Peter Davidson's um, wife. Who played um Trillion on the
2: She was the one that really well I'll say annoying voice. voice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it was Susan Sarandon who was the original one. Um and then <clears throat> she was uh, replaced by um Sandra Dickinson. That was it.
2: That's Sandra Dickinson, that's what I remember. Her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, but uh, in, a, in the in the re- audio version of and another thing, mm. um, then because um, Susan Sarandon's no longer with us, uh, Sandra Dickinson was reintroduced as Trillian. But the what they said was that that because uh, it, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy also dealt with multiverses that she was. A trillion from another multi. No, no,
2: do you know what? Right, <laughs> give me one second. I'm gonna take my headphones off for a second, right? Yeah. Stay with me, what I'm saying. <clears throat> this is live radio going wrong, but never mind. <laughs> so for me, right, I get confused. So I have got the collector's edition of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in the yeah. CD collection. Yeah. And I got that is a, a, a huge amount of discs.
1: It is because you've got the primary, secondary, tertiary, quandary and quintessential phase in that.
2: Yeah. But also secondary to that, I've got two other CDs.
1: Yeah, which will be the books.
2: Which is the which is the quandary phase and the quintessential phase.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, so you've you've got the same thing twice in it, because if you've got the complete collection then that because will, I don't think that's be because there.
2: the the quintessential is mostly harmless, yeah. And the quandary phase is so, so long. long as for the fish. the fish. Are they're separate to the other one? Okay, like, so
1: the so the the collection that you've got up to life, the universe, and everything, which was the third
2: book. I think it is. Yeah, when I yeah. Have a look at the CDs, uh, but they're fantastic really good if you're on a long journey you know like we listen to ready player one yeah i can listen to these cds exactly the same way
1: oh that's what i do as well if i'm on a long journey it's nothing better than sticking on a bit of hitchhiker's guide and going off somewhere and listening to that yeah. it's, it's just it's just so entertaining and it's uh it's it's the mind of douglas adams in when he's uh you know when they're on uh one of the planets and it's about the um, the, about shoes and about the fact that one layer of you know when, when they're doing archaeology mm. in terms of the planet is about the shoe layer, where this whole society kind of imploded because the only thing that they sold was shoes and everybody starved to death.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, it's
2: it's say so if you've got a good bit of time because the eight CDs in the in the box that I've got that's a running time of 7 hours 40 minutes just for that that's so. not that
1: long though all things considered no i th- I, th- I think that each phase is somewhere about 3 or 4 hours
2: yeah it's a bit i sometimes it gets cuz the way it, the way it works it gets a little bit blended into each other i think
1: it it does get a bit repetitive in a couple of places as well. But there's like... Uh, you know, one of the things I love is Agri-Jag as a character. Mm. So, Agri- Agri-Jag is an entity that keeps getting recreated, reincarnated, as a different thing. Yeah? So, he starts off as a fly in prehistoric Earth. Yeah. Um, oh, no, sorry. He starts off as a rabbit in prehistoric Earth. So... What happens is Arthur Dent is stranded in prehistoric Earth, so he kills him as a a rabbit and then cooks and eats him but makes his skin into a bag. And then Aguijag gets reincarnated as a fly to which then Arthur Dent squashes him with the bag of his skin (laughs) or swats him. And then something else happens, so then he gets reincarnated as a cow which... um, Arthur Dent then kills and eats.
2: <laughs> because it gets a bit bizarre when they they get back. Because what they're doing, they get on they get on they go. They're on a mission on a on a space station, but they land on prehistoric Earth. Yeah. At the start of the Earth's life, if you would me. Well, that but, was with
1: the, that was the Gorgon friendships, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, then obviously there there was a point there that um, Arthur Dent had a bit of a falling out with Ford for a while, so they had separate caves.
1: Yes yeah and I found Slattery's first signature on the uh on the coast <laughs> you know
2: uh, they are fantastic you have to read
1: the, you have to read the books to understand the humor in it but it is it is really very funny and then he introduces uh new things i mean it's it's like just Even some of the quotes, because the the way that the book goes Mm. is you're reading it and then it'll start to go into a description from The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is a book. Okay, so it's an electronic book. And bear in mind, this is going back to the 70s when there wasn't such a thing as an electronic book, but Douglas Adams had thought of this. Um, And basically, The Hitchhiker's Guide is... Um, a cheap guide to the universe for people to be able to hitchhike across the universe and understand what to do. Mm. So it's like things like, you know, um, about why a towel is so useful and, you know, how, you know, because, so, like, you know, you're a really hoopy through dude who really knows where his towel is. Yeah. And all of these sort of phrases that come out in this in this book. Uh, but the, the story sometimes it keeps going on to specific kind of things, like for example, uh, talking about what a babel fish is. Yeah, um, which I,
2: it's a fantastic idea, though, isn't it? It is because a know, babel
1: fish is something a fish that you stick in your ear and instantly translates all form of language into a way that you can understand.
2: So it's like Star Trek's idea of having the, the universal, universal Trans- translator. translator yeah. You
1: know, yeah, Um, but uh, but the whole thing is that it starts off with Arthur Dent waking up one morning to find out his house was being bulldozed uh, to make way for a a bypass, and then as he's lying there in the mud, or or rather, he'd he'd gone to the pub at that point, hadn't he? But. then these Vogons come to demolish the Earth to make way for a hyperspace bypass.
2: <laughs> yeah, and they could have actually protested against it, but not realizing that the, that the, um, the details were in a basement somewhere in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. in Alpha
1: Centauri, yeah. which was only five
2: light years away. <laughs> Where have you people been, for Christ's sake?
1: If you can't be bothered to make uh, take interest in local affairs, that's your own problem.
2: <laughs> but it's quite funny, because like, when they went from this to the film i think they got even though some of it wasn't quite right they did get the um vogons pretty much spot on i thought
1: Uh, the vogons yeah but i I think where they went wrong in a lot of the film is they took it too far away from the actual source material i mean it's like the bit i was saying before about the your arfordent being in front of the bulldozer and yeah. he's he's laying in front of a bulldozer to stop the council from knocking down his house. And there's a guy called Prosser who's in charge of knocking down his house and then his friend Ford Prefect turns up and actually argues with this Prosser to say, Well, you don't you know, are you happy that he's gonna stay there all day? Yes we are well, you don't actually need him to stay there all day. So can we nip off to the pub and we'll cover for you later on and you can do the same sort of thing? And he has this argument with this bloke and then he ends up laying in front of the bulldozer to take Arthur's yeah. place. Well,
2: I think it's, it's, it's no disrespect to have an American put a film out, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But it, it's very British. They did try to keep it that way. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed it. But I'd say the radio shows are damn sight better.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I do. I think the the radio show. Well, that was the original source material as well, and yeah. that that was really good.
2: Yeah, and I'm glad I do. I say I do have the orig- I've got I've got the radio show in this form, and I've got some bit in vinyl as well. So I have got.
0: Well,
1: what what I've actually got is the audio recording from the show that I went to see live yeah, on didn't stage. Didn't
2: you email me that? If I remember, I have to have a look for it no,
1: no, no, I didn't. <laughs>
2: I thought
1: you did no I'm sure you did no no I, th- I, th- I was I was gonna uh, send it to you but I don't think I did but it's it's a great absolute great thing I mean obviously you, you know you could only get that if you were actually at the show and that, that wasn't me recording it myself it was actually professionally recorded doing yeah, it as well yeah
2: you can do that sometimes you can go to certain concerts and they'll do a CD for you of, the show, of yeah. the show you're at and then you can go and collect it once it's finished
1: yeah and that's that's what I did mm. um so anyway, let, let's move on from um, Douglas Ad, uh, from yeah, uh, Hitchhikers. We, can, we, can, we, can we have finished. got a bit to do, um, but also Dirt Gently's holistic detective agency and a long dark tea time with A soul, like those books as well. So it's hmm. about they're about Dirt Gently as his uh, character, um, which has things like an electronic monk and stuff like that. Uh, it's uh, it's an interesting. Uh, Sort of uh, thing is that, as is the Salmon of Doubt, which is kind of a bit like half a book rather than a full story Mm. uh, as well. Um, But he had a great, great mind. It's such a shame, um, you know, that all of that sort of, you know, that he he died so tragically young. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Other author I like uh, is Timothy Zahn. Have you ever heard of him?
2: Hmm, not too sure.
1: He's done a, a lot of different sort of books, but particularly what I liked him for was uh, the first books I ever read of his, which were Star Wars related ones.
2: Yeah. And it
1: was a trilogy. It was Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, and The Last Command. Hmm. And uh, it was about, it's um, legend stuff now. So it's it's decanonised. But um, some of the stuff from that uh, has actually come into the actual full stuff. So, for example, there it was talking about Kessel and about what that was all about. But also, it introduced uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, who then later appeared in Rebels.
2: Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, So,
1: um, and I have a feeling that we're going to see him in one of the... Star Wars stories at some point as well, to be honest. But um, absolutely, if you like Star Wars books and you're not bothered about whether or not they're classified as canon now, because they were proper canon until Disney took over, and then Disney went through a lot of the canon material and decanonized it. Hmm. Um, But it's basically um, the the story is uh, about, it introduces Mara Jade, who in the legend sort of side, um, marries Luke Skywalker. But she right. was the hand of the Emperor. She was a, a dark Jedi sort of character had been trained by Palpatine. Um, and, you know, she went to kill Luke Skywalker after the Emperor had been killed and ended up marrying him. So I thought she pr- probably she thought that was a better way of punishing him. <laughs> mm. okay. But yeah, but it's a, it's a really good story, and there's a uh, a whole subplot about how the Empire is trying to reestablish itself, and um, Grand Admiral Thrawn um, looks to uh, a Jedi who's basically mad. He's a, he's a clone of a Jedi who'd gone out to the Outer Rim um, and into unknown space, called Joris Kaboth and uh, how he tried to manipulate him to control the Empire in the way that Sidious had done. Uh, So that was that that story. Um, Really good books. And I think it was, again, New York bestseller. Um, Frank Herbert's Dune. Yeah. Those books, brilliant books, all of them. Um, There's so many in that now, and his son has started or is doing those books as well. It's like prequel ones about the Harkonnens and the Atreides. Um, I love the stories. You know, I, I grew up reading those books when I was, uh, well, what? Before a teenager, to be honest. Yeah. And, and like, June's a massively thick book. Um, And then Children of June, you know, God Emperor June, Chapter House June, all of that. <laughs> yeah. Loads yeah. of them. Um, other books I like. Uh, I do like a bit of Sue Townsend. Actually, this is this is completely different direction now. But uh, well, these are kids' books. No, they're not. No, the first one is the Secret Life. Secret Diary of Adrian Mole, age thirteen and three quarters, is a kid's book, Mm. but and the source of Growing Pains of Adrian Mole, and I grew up on that, and I remember watching the TV series of it as well. This is
2: where we are apart now, because yeah, okay, I do. I'm aware, I'm much aware of it, but it just wasn't my thing. Yeah, but I was probably too young, too older to appreciate it as as kids would
1: probably. But this was the sort of stuff we'd read in English literature and stuff like that as well at school. But then she continued to make them, but made them with her a, adult audience who grew up with those books. So there's uh, Adrian Mole, The Wilderness Years, The Cappuccino Years, and The Prostate Years. So Adrian Mole as a character is kind of like basically grew up with me, if you see what I mean. Mm. um, And it's just really uh, sort of, you know, the good books if if you were into the original material as a kid how it's you know matured to be honest and and i've really quite enjoyed it's, it's just a different sort of slant or you know than the normal sci-fi stuff that mm. i would normally yeah, read yeah. or you know if I, another book that i've not put on the list but you know like um a brief history of time by stephen hawking
0: As well, well, we'll be all
2: night. That's why I only chose a few books. To be honest, I chose three books because it was, it's, it's. I mean, I could go on about Stephen King. I could be probably go on about quite a few other authors. Yeah, uh, as well. But it's yeah, it's not easy.
1: It isn't. No, I mean I've little ones. I'll I'll just very quickly brief skip the last one. So uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. I've read that. Yeah, that's a good book, Uh, especially for its age. Quite a, I don't know whether or not you've read it. One that you'll probably enjoy. William Shatner's Get a Life.
2: I think I might have listened to that one.
1: Yeah, it's it's really good because it's about how he moved from having this view of Star Trek fans of, you know, Get a Life.
2: I think he regretted it, though, coming into the book, didn't he? I mean, yeah, exactly.
1: he did, yeah. Uh, it was about how he transitioned and he was telling stories about how he'd met uh, one... A girl who had bipolar disorder and what she w- did was she would assume either a Kirk or a Spock persona depend upon the circumstances of what sort of skills that she needed to develop yeah so you know if she if she needed to be cool calm and collected she'd be Spock <laughs> and if she needed to be all emotional she'd be Kirk so it, that was quite you know it was it was really he gave some very interesting accounts and about how he'd moved from being a you pathetic you know this is a tv series and whatever mm. to You need actually, to read
2: Leonard actually or if not listen, if not read it get it on audio.
1: Yeah, I I want to actually.
2: Cuz it's very I've, I've, I've watched
1: um well, I've watched the uh, the movie of it.
2: No, it's not really a movie. It's, not, it's, it's. I mean, it. The, the well, it's documentary, isn't it? The documentary was was only his son's. Um, stuff yeah. Doing, but if you listen to the book, the book is is their life and they're coming together, and how they've been together all the time till 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 till, till, um, till Leonard Nimoy died. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff in there I didn't even know about.
1: I might I might get the um, the o- the audio book audiobook
2: It is really good. Yeah. Uh.
1: So last two. Imzadi by Peter David, next generation novel, Uh, that explored the relationship of uh, Riker and Troy, which was quite good.
2: I think the the only books I, I read at the time was more to do with the original series. I yeah. never really got into. I think, because obviously, yeah, with my first, you know, next gen was was second to origin, the original series. But well, it, it,
1: it is it is for me to be honest, but you know, I I got into I, those books. I mean, DC yeah. Four Tanner books and stuff like that. Yeah, you know. DC
2: Four especially with the say the original series stuff that like she did. Yeah, it's a lot of those books
1: and Diane Duane as well. Yeah, but I quite liked her doing the Next Generation Dark Mirror because I love the Dark Mirror universe. So yeah, so there are a few of my books as well. <laughs> I I did used to read quite a lot of books. I don't have the time nowadays, but there you go.
2: No, I think I I think I used to read a few books more when I when the, when I saw a movie as a kid. I think. I would read the novelisation version of it as well.
1: I wasn't quite like that, but if it was, you know, certain franchises or whatever, I would absorb everything. But I did use—I used to read loads of the original next, uh, the original series Star Trek. Mm. You know, and I've still got them actually in my loft at my mum's house. Um, you know, all of the old books with you know the covers and whatever. Yeah, I've
2: got a lot of Doctor Who novels as well.
1: Yeah, I've got a few of them. You know, so I'm I'm not thoughts. really that bothered about. I've never been that bothered about Doctor Who, to be fair.
2: Mm. And I've got a lot of football books as well.
1: I definitely don't have any of them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but it depends what you call books, because so I've, got, I've got a lot of. I've just turned around to have a look at some of them there. I've got a lot of uh, reference books for Star Trek, especially. Mm. You know, there's quite a few there, sits there. Uh... Yeah. There
1: you go. Okay. So there you go. That's a few of our favourite
2: books. No, then when we we'll wake up again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Bet you're really glad that you asked us now, aren't you? Before we move on, I, I, we haven't had a chance to really talk about this other than a bit of messaging, but one of the things that we were talking about was maybe doing something slightly different on a future debate and actually putting it open to you guys to have a Room 101 session where you tell us, what you want to go in room 101 and we decide whether or not it should go in
2: i wonder if we could to make this one last is whether or not to have if it depends how many we can get where we could have have a debate with four yeah then we could have one that goes through and then have another four the week after that depending on how many people are interested in doing it because we could we could have like you know it could be quite a few people that could have their you know Few pet hates.
1: Well, what what we could do is, if we did four, we could say we had to keep two and put two in.
2: Or something like that. Yeah, it's very yeah, similar, s- very s- similar to s- the way the, the way the show works, where they have four guests. Yeah. And out of all, uh, they'll have the four guests will have say four each, for example. Mm-hmm. And we can and we can then say which ones and say who out of that that four people is the winner. Yeah. As well. Maybe see see how, to see, how to see how much feedback we get back on it
1: yeah so let us know if you like the idea of uh, the room 101 sort of thing because obviously we want to make it interactive and include you guys in as much as we can and obviously the debate way that we do it at the moment is one way this was just another way of an idea that I came up with that maybe uh, I thought might be an interesting and fun thing to do so with that we'll move on to your listener questions
0: John what's happening to us
1: Okay, listener question time, and as normal, we have Mark kicking us off with, "How does your game completion rate compare now with the previous console generation?" So, Steve, how's it comparing?
2: <laughs> A lot less than it was before.
1: Why is Very that? Much.
2: I used to love the idea of getting achievements in games, but now I don't. I don't care. As my, I don't, I don't mind them popping up, but I don't. I don't look at it as if, you know, it's my sole goal in the game. My my goal in the game is to enjoy it to the best way I can. Mm. And the achievement will come second, depending on what it is.
1: If it's a game that you've enjoyed, would you go back to mock up, uh, mop up achievements?
2: Sometimes, because I did that with Fallout 3 and I came that, finished that one off with 1,500, for example.
1: You also did that with... Um...
2: Probably with
1: something else i'm sure no I was uh what was it life is strange
2: yeah so i went back and did all the, the camera shots yeah but um but it depends what it is and how much easy it is to go back and do that i think a lot of games are getting tougher and tougher to do that now
1: yeah games tend to fall in one of two ways either it's very sort of linear and you can't go back or you, you can very easily go back and just mop up the last bits of achievements
0: mm,
2: that's right yeah yeah,
1: I mean games like, for example, Detroit Most Human. You can go back, but you'd have to do so many different variations of each level. You'd be there forever.
2: Yeah, to no. To some games, it, it. some games it works well. Some games it probably doesn't. Mm. But platinum in games, I haven't even done one yet, so I'm not even bothered to be honest. Yeah, I could find. I forgot. I could find an easy one just to get one, but I, you know, can't be asked.
1: <laughs> yeah i have to admit for me being an achievement whore as the, as the term you are the term yeah. I mean, you are yeah you are yeah but i I would i used to play games for well literally for an achievement so you know I, I i might even if my brother-in-law had a game and he said oh you know i don't like the game but it's a couple of easy achievements i borrow it off him and then just do the easy achievements and give him the disc back Mm. Sort of thing. So, consequently, my completion rate used to be pretty dire. Mm. But today, nowadays, as I said earlier on, I've completed 31 games this year so far. And that's either one k Platinum or at least completed the story. You know, and 19 of them are absolute complete completions. Mm. So, I would say, if anything... The last year, I've probably worked harder at actually completing games than any other time but that does I've that had take a console.
2: just does that, does, does that take the enjoyment away? Because you're concentrating so much on these achievements. I think you can lose no. how much you're playing the game and how much you can enjoy it. No, I not
1: Because sometimes going for an achievement makes you play a game in a different way. It mm-hmm. makes you try something different in in it. You know, if to be honest, I, I can't... I can't really be bothered with games with heavy collections. The or the one that always comes to mind is collecting a hundred feathers. Mm. You know, I mean, I did it, <laughs> but you know, now I've got Assassin's Creed Two.
2: I think I put I think I put the orbs in Crackdown about that because <laughs> I did that one. But
1: Or, or the orbs in um, Saints Row Five mm. or Four. Uh, that that was pretty similar as well it's not, there isn't a Saints Row 5 from Saints Row 4 yeah I, I was I'm, I'm not really into doing that sort of thing I mean a friend of mine he completed Just Cause 2 and there's over 2000 collectibles in that and he you know 1k'd it and in order to 1k it you had to get every collectible I could not be bothered I mean that is you know for, for me that would be I have no money to buy any other games
2: well, it's just that if you really love the game, then why not? I suppose.
1: Yeah, but there's really love in the game, and then there's that 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 to me feels a bit more like obsessive compulsive disorder. To be
2: honest, well, come on, you like that sometimes, don't
1: you? Yeah, I yeah, am. I can be obsessive compulsive about about some achievements, but not when it's confronted with two thousand. Mm. I mean, it's like I was playing Jack Two or Three the other day, the PlayStation. Yeah, because I do mm. play games that I don't talk about, actually, <laughs> as well. And there was one bit where I would have had to have done something about a 100 times to to actually complete it. And it would have taken me about an hour and a half. And I thought, I'm not going to bother with that. So that means I'll never platinum that game. Mm. But I thought, I can't be bothered to, to go and do that, to, you know, to be honest. So, you know, my completion rate is significantly lower. you know well it's not significant it's about 86 percent but yeah um but the story's complete you know because it was a it was an optional sort of uh, objective Mm. but no i just it it really does depend on on the game but i think a lot of the a lot of games that i've been playing recently have been more or less open-ended because I, i think when you get to a massive game like gta 5 i just lose myself and then i lose all will to live and that's one of the reasons why i don't play skyrim and i'm not interested in it's just because i did start playing that and i just ended up going down so many side roads and lost the main plot and i just lost the plot in the game as well Hmm. so yeah no i I do try and complete more games nowadays just so i can maximize my money out of it if nothing else and my achievements
2: I don't. Sometimes, if you play a game for six hours and it costs you 20 quid, yeah. I think you're getting value for money because of how you can replace that 20 quid for watching a movie where you, do, you get more time out of it in a game than you would a movie sometimes. You might watch it two or three times, but that saves over a longer time period, yeah. But um, hey,
1: home, yeah, okay. So, second question do you want to ask it?
2: Yeah, okay. So, do you have as much time to play games as you'd like to? how many hours do you play a week? Right now?
1: Well, you're not playing anything because you're watching football.
2: Yeah, I know. But this, yeah, I mean, I I could have four hours a night. Easy.
1: Yeah, I I could do three or four hours easy.
2: Monday Monday to Friday. Yeah. And then depending on how the day goes, and if I've got some free time, if the wife's out shopping or something, and I can, you know, depending on what I'm doing, because I'm... I do listen more to music now and sort of spread my, my hobby time out a bit more than just gaming. Yeah.
1: And so, I, yeah, sorry, carry on. No, I just,
2: yeah, so that's it. Yeah, really. But um, yeah, I will just spread my my hobby time out a bit bit more, not one directional, if there's yeah. such a word to use.
1: I have to admit, sometimes I just can't be bothered to play.
2: I can't be, I, I, I don't even, I might... Boot up the game, but I, I might just sit there and look at what's out there and what there is to do and think, Well, no, do you know what? I can't be asked. Yeah, but it's no disrespect because there are certain games that are going to come out that you're going to want to chomp at the bit for.
1: Well, I mean, it's like you know, once I started playing become uh, Detroit Become Human, that was it. I, w- I was playing that until it was done. Mm. Whereas other games will be like complete slow burners with us. You know, it's it's like I'm about halfway through Shot 1 and 2 on the remaster, mm. and I'm not. Overly bother, but at some point I'll pick it up and I'll just carry on where I left off. But you, yeah. you know, you know, you get that that sort of like that Gandalf moment. I have no recollection of this place <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes I'm, in, I'm in the middle of a game and I'm thinking. I don't remember ever getting here. Do you know, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I must play games when I'm half asleep because I'll... You know, you know I
2: fall asleep playing games sometimes. Oh,
1: I know that because the amount of times that I keep hitting you in Destiny, Destiny. to yeah. wake you up so that your controller vibrates. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping it will wake you up and sometimes it doesn't.
2: Just, I work bloody hard sometimes and, you know, it just takes I'm, out of your- I'm
1: not knocking that, mate. I'm not knocking that oh, you hard working cool. bloke, because we both are. But
2: it's
1: just sometimes, you know, I don't know if you've ever had this experience where you're playing a game and then you sort of like drift off and then when you wake up, either because of a lack of activity, your controller's gone off and the game's shut down or you've, you know, you save the game when you wake up without considering where you are and then switch it off and then you switch the game on the next day and you think, I don't remember any of this.
2: Which like, I'd get the missus and we'd be watching something on Netflix. She would not off. Yeah. And I'd, I'd turn it off and start playing a game or something. And then she'd go back to me and say, well, I don't remember this bit. I said, yeah, quick, you fell asleep. Mm. <laughs> you know, same thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So next question then. Lost Is or it? heroes?
2: That's a difficult debate to be honest, but I'm going to say heroes.
1: I'm going to say Lost.
2: I like, I have like both shows actually
1: I, to be honest. I do, but the, I definitely if I had to stick one in room 101 and keep the other it would be I'd keep Lost. I love that show. You
2: would you would stay Lost rather than
1: Yeah, I I love that show. I absolutely loved Lost as a TV series. I think I it like... was a such a shame when it ended.
2: Well there's there's a debate in itself if we ever going to go down that route but Well, know. I'd
1: I'd love to do a show on Lost. We have to go back.
2: Uh, It was a great show. It was. Mm. Okay, Oliver Brooks, is it coming home? It damn right is.
1: (laughs) Well, if you're on about my order for uh, Terminator 2, then yes, it is coming home. If you're on about something else, I have no knowledge about what you're talking about. (laughs) I have just not any interest at
2: all in football. (laughs) 24 million watched the midweek game. Twenty-four million. That is. A I, lot I don't of care
1: that twenty-four million people play uh, watch the game that children play at school.
2: Moving on because we'll, I just get wound up over this. Come on, <laughs> I
1: know, and I love winding you up about it as well. Uh, what was your favorite car? Oh, sorry, Alan Cocker. What was your favorite cartoon when you were kids?
2: God, there's a load. It's not just one. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of the Hanna Barbera cartoons. Yeah. Like the the Jetsons, Wacky Races and Jetsons and. Stones. Yeah. Uh, Hong Kong Fooey. I mean, oh, I loved Hong Kong
1: Fooey. What a guy!
2: You know, there's... <laughs> oh, God. That is so many.
1: Scooby-dooby-doo.
2: Yeah, I think Hanna-Barbera's got a lot to answer for, for that lot. He
1: has. Um, yeah, I, I used to love all of those as well. I was of the era where it was sort of like also He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. You
2: see, that was... That, that, that was a bit late for you. Yeah, because I'm not say cartoons, but I could say stuff like the Tomorrow People. Yeah. And do you know what that is? You know? Yes, I know what the yeah. Tomorrow People are. Or some, it wasn't more of the Wells, but it was called Tripods.
1: Oh, I remember that. Yeah, BBC.
2: Yeah, or there's one. It's one about these about the stones.
1: Yeah. What about the Triffids? Dear the Triffids. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but um, but that's more that's more drama. But we were talking about cartoons so yeah,
2: cartoons yeah i mean i mean obviously there's a different era of, of, of kids um and some of the people obviously listen to the show will be he-man and stuff you know thundercats maybe yeah um, I,
1: well i was i was old enough to still appreciate thundercats
2: no nah, didn't that I couldn't give it couldn't give two hoots to be honest thunder but then thunder. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say something else though because i know it's not cartoon but it damn might, it, might, it might i'm gonna put it in the cartoon range because it wasn't live action But it was Puppets.
1: Oh, The Muppets.
2: No! Thunderbirds, Stingray, Captain Scarlet. Yeah. And by the way, just to let you know, because I've listened to the first, well, the first two shows, there's a Jerry Anderson podcast now.
1: Okay, I'm going to have to listen to that as well. But yeah, no, I used to love that.
2: You know, because although Jamie Anderson's on that, and he's... And he's had a good cut of it. they've had two interviews on that show with Sophia miles
1: i'll tell you what else as well you want to get on facebook and look up the space 1999 group
2: yeah are they more devoted just to that one show yeah because you need to do one i mean jerry anderson one would be would be ideal because there was you know this oh God, I, could, I could do a jerry anderson show well easy.
1: the well why don't we do that yeah. Why don't we do a special on Jerry Anderson?
2: Because there's so much about that. That, that, that as a, as a child, because I was living through the early seventies. Yeah. Um, Where well, a lot of you kids weren't even, well, a lot of people who listen to the show weren't even born then.
1: I was born in the early seventies.
2: No, but there's a lot that weren't, and they so as a kid they remember Thundercats and stuff like that, and
1: yeah, Transformers.
2: Yeah, no, that was past my time. I was at work then. <laughs>
1: yeah, Transformers was at the end of my sort of time as well.
2: You know, I mean, I think the last thing that was around was probably Gerry Anderson's Space Precinct. <laughs> space Precinct. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. And, and do I you remember, I w- I do remember BBC's
1: w- Space Cops as well? That wasn't a cartoon; that was live action. But.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, God, that was that was that was but, bad, but in a good sort of way. <laughs> but but,
2: car- but then you had cartoons. You had cartoons on, um, on the on the Banana Split Show, didn't you?
1: Yeah. I used to love the banana splits. Na, yeah. na, na. No, no, no. fact a matter of fact, remember in, uh, when we used to be the, uh, oh, I've forgotten what the name of the uh, strike was on uh, the moon. But when you used to get that sword, I used to start singing the banana splits while we were playing. <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da,
2: you had the Shazam, the cartoon, when you was like, you know, sort of. Yeah. Like- uh, Prince of Persia style,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, and then he had that Adventure Island as well. In mm. oh. fact, I actually I I bought my, my son used to uh, I got my son into them. I got him, him on DVD, and mm. when he was really little, he used to put them on when, he, when we were lying in bed trying to just get you know either on a morning or when he was like just on a bit of settle down time. Mm. And that and he he's uh, really uh, grown to love those as well. I'll tell you another one I used to like as well, the original uh, Star Trek cartoon, the original series.
2: Yeah, no, I watched all that as a kid, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: I've got a DVD. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I need to buy the Blu-ray box set of those. Yeah,
1: so do I, actually. Um, Just so I can, you know, have it in full glorious 1080p. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so next one then. Oh, it's you.
2: So, hello, gents, yeah. I've been really enjoying Jurassic... this World is Mark Revolution. Tudor, by the way. Mark Tudor, by the way, yeah. Do you have any any recommendations similar games that are easy to get to grips with?
1: Easy to get to grips with games.
2: Something similar to that, maybe?
1: Well, uh, Planet Base.
2: Or, or even, or even if you've got Game Pass, give City Skylines a go.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. I've not played it on Xbox, but I've played it on PC, and that's an enjoyable game. Hmm. And if you've also got PC, try a bit of Civ. You know, you can pick up older versions of Civ on Humble Bundle for quite cheap with all of the DLC. Your Civ mm. uh, 5 rather than 6, or uh, Civ 4.
2: Yeah, I mean, what was that? What was the one with the flying, flying swords? Was that Sim 2000 in the Sim games, not the Civ? The Sim do City
1: 2000.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do you remember those? Yeah, I do. They were pretty cool.
1: Yeah, definitely.
2: Okay, next one.
1: Michael Edwards, who is your favourite fictional character and why?
2: God, that's a that's a toughy. Fictional character.
1: Yeah, you got one. Han Solo.
2: Oh, you, you would, wouldn't you? I would. Oh, you'd sleep with him if he was available. I know that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, no, I wouldn't. But I would, uh, you know, f- bromance.
2: <laughs> yeah, anyway, That's what I mean.
1: Either that or else Captain Kirk. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I mean, see, that would be easy to get out of jail car, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, just trying to think.
1: Well, are you going to be? Uh, you going to say who? Uh, you're going to go to this destination? Star Trek as year as Captain Picard?
2: Because I'm bald. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, as, as as a kid, I I suppose one of mine was oh, that a big moth trying to get through the window. Go away. Um, as a as a younger kid, I used to love Flash Gordon.
1: So a bit of Sam Jones for you then. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That'd be Buster Crab, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, I suppose because you're not thinking about the seventies version of Flash Gordon.
2: No, I'm talking about the sixties version. It'd be, be more than kid. it'd
1: be earlier than that, mate. It'd be the forties <laughs> version
2: 40, of Flash 40s Gordon. Forties or fifties, yeah, wouldn't
1: it? <laughs> yeah, Buster Crab, God, yeah, that was black. My dad used to watch that at the cinema when he was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> No, literally, he did. He used to tell us about the time, you know, we used to, either that or else it was uh, the Lord Ranger and Tonto.
2: Yeah, I watched that as well.
1: Yeah, I watched the, the colour version of that, when it was on.
2: Yeah, were, I saw the black and white as a kid. Yeah. Because we had black and white TV then.
1: I had a black and white <laughs> TV in my bedroom when I was a kid. It's the first time.
2: Didn't get it till probably um, early 70s, get to colour TV. I can't yeah. Remember, I think it was something like that.
1: I had a black and white TV in the 80s in my bedroom, when, you know, early 80s, and I used to sit there and watch right. the, your know, OTT with Chris Tarrant, which was the adult version of, you know, uh, well, Tis what do you was. call it? Tis was. Hmm. And the Rocky Horror Show. <laughs> I didn't you have wouldn't... a screwed up childhood at all.
2: No, you still wanted to get out get out, in that underwear. I know you did.
1: <laughs> well, I do know all of this, the words to a sweet transvestite.
2: See? Exactly. So, is this the last question?
1: Uh, yes, it is.
2: This is an easy question. Go on, fire away.
1: Craig Cole, which gadget from any sci-fi series or film would you love to have for real?
2: That's an easy one. Go on in. I'd say the hologram, the holi- holodeck in Star Trek.
1: That's not a gadget, that's a room.
2: <laughs> no, so it's a gadget because it's, it's it's not a room. It's a gadget though.
1: Okay, your man cave is your man cave a gadget?
2: No, no, exactly. A te- so a the hollow te- deck is a technology. Ex- oh, it might be. It's, it's a gadget in a, in a box that sits into a room that expands that room.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, I, th- I no, think no, no. that that ba- I think that barely qualifies as a gadget. There, to be <laughs> honest.
2: But if you're going to talk about a little bit of kit that you can hold in your hand... Yeah, I, th- I think, to
1: be honest, to be fair, because otherwise I could say, well, I'll have the USS Enterprise D, and then I'll have that and the transporters and everything be, else in it. it would be a
2: gadget, though, wouldn't
1: it? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's no, I, th- I think a gadget is something like a tricorder or a lightsaber or something like that. Hmm. And not, not like James Bond's submersible Lotus. <laughs> that's not a gadget. That's a that- vehicle.
2: No, but that was a gadget. well. The gadgets were built in the in the in the car, weren't
1: they? Yeah, so you could have a rocket launcher or a, an oil slick. slick slick thing, but you can't have the Lotus because that's the vehicle, and like you can't have the holodeck because it's a room. Mm. So, what gadget so what, would you have? So,
2: I don't know. What would you have?
1: <sighs> it's, that's a difficult question. Actually, there are so many. There are so many, and. I think.
2: Because a, l- a lot of the gadgets are for real now, aren't they, in one way or another? Well,
1: yeah, I mean, you know, you look, the old pads, they just have an eye in front of them now. You know, the, tab- the Star Trek make- pads, tab- they are phones. now called iPads.
2: Yeah, tab- tablets and all sorts. Yeah. Communicators, of phones, flip phones.
1: Yeah, exactly. But I suppose the ones that are out there, may be a site-to-site transporter.
2: What about the one that... Um, in Terminator 2 where John Connor was able to put that in, uh, in a cash machine and to empty the money out
1: <laughs> yeah but that's kind of maybe a bit illegal and you know what I'm going to go with a lightsaber
2: yeah of course you would I'm supposed you didn't go for the blaster
1: no i go for a lightsaber because mm. that's really cool you could cut your way through anything just about
2: well you could get a lightsaber toast make your toast as you cut it
1: well that's off Hitchhiker's Guide the Galaxy movie isn't it
2: I know that's why I said it <laughs>
1: But well, you could have a mm. full one, and he could do a bigger laugh.
2: Yeah, he could make yourself a right <laughs> loaf there, couldn't you? Um, gadget,
1: or maybe a tricorder.
2: Nah, I'd be, become a hypochondriac. <laughs> well,
1: no, because it could be about a tricorder for anything. It doesn't have to be a medical tricorder. Mm. Because that that would be really good if you could like analyze things in that sort of way. Because you could do lots of scientific discoveries and whatever.
2: Could you have a Could you have a, an invisible cloak as a gadget?
1: Well harry potter did didn't he
2: yeah i know that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah
1: you could have That'd that do. okay so there we go that's our gadget said although steve's going down a magical line
2: <laughs> yeah you, what you could do with a magical cloak eh? You, oh list endless
1: yeah exactly all right so that's uh the questions for this week so thanks for sending them in guys and don't forget we always post them on a saturday so if you want to send us any more questions please do uh do so you can send us in during the week uh, and you can send us those in to the podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk or steve could contact or send anything to you via
2: twitter yes at steve07 psid the real steve07 xbox steve07 there you go
1: yep or your email steve oh seven at uk exactly or mine is h-e-r-j at the uk at popculturegamers.co.uk a lot of uk is going on in this um Mm. my uh twitter psn xbox steam and anything else that you can think of is h-e-r-j uk including twitch and mixer as well also we have our website popculturegamers.podbean.com don't forget you can follow us on twitch Uh, oh sorry not on twitch on twitter at Pop Culture Gamer, because unfortunately, uh, with Twitter, we couldn't actually fit the S on at the end because it said it was too long. So we had to cut the S off. Uh, but yeah, so follow us on uh, Twitter at Pop Culture Gamer and also on Instagram as well, aren't we?
2: Yeah, I've got that camera in there, yeah.
1: Yeah, so lots of ways for you to get in contact with us. And don't forget, you can also listen in to us on iTunes, on Podbean. And also on Spotify, on the Amazon Echo, and various other devices. So that's it for another week, another show down.
2: And I'm dying to get out of this room because I think I'm dying in here.
1: So am I, because actually I've actually saved a lot of money from having to go to the sauna at the local gym with the amount I've sweat tonight yeah, it, exactly. because <laughs> we have to shut all of the windows and the doors in order to keep it as acoustically good as we possibly can
2: well saying that I've got one open <laughs> uh,
1: I haven't got anything open because my house uh, where I am <clears throat> faces out onto the main road and as soon as a vehicle comes past all you can hear is that mm. but we've now got nice thick double glazing <laughs> so that's it for this week uh, we'll be back next week and it's a good night from me
2: and a good night from him Good night. Good night. You are about to witness history in the making.